everybody and welcome to RPG Cast 579 for April 3rd, 2021. I'm your host, Anna Marie here And it's Ladies Day. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Hi, Sam. Hey, girl. Hey. Sam's here. We're going to have to put the explicit tag on. Noted. Hey, she's girl. already fired up. <laughs> we were talking about Canadian politics before we started recording. Let's just say... The F-bombs were... Uh, Prolific. They were great. <laughs> they felt good. Hey, hey, American politics could be pretty F-bomb worthy, too. Mm. Oh, oh, I don't doubt it. It's just Canadian politics should be fuddy-duddy boring. So when it's not fuddy-duddy boring, it's a lot of what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah, I want to go back to, like, the biggest scandals being whether you should put mustard on a bagel or not. Or do I actually live on PEI? <laughs> oh, I'm embezzling money because I said I lived on PEI. <laughs> oh, I embezzled thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> wow, you guys don't even do embezzlement right up there. Oh, now, we don't. Uh, the 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 theft of the strategic maple syrup preserve. Yep. Can you believe that it's now been almost? It's been ten years since that happened. That's insane. <laughs> Wow, stealing maple syrup is a controversy in Canada. Well, how is. much money's worth of maple syrup was it, Anna? Um, hundred million. Yeah, it was a hundred million. It's yeah. a lot it of insane. syrup, Kelly. That's a lot of liquid gold. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Big, most big. people's question isn't how much it was stolen. It is, do you have a strategic maple syrup reserve? Yes. Well, I think I've sufficiently convinced all of our circle of friends, Anna, that Canada, of course, would have a, cer- a strategic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, like, um, not not a lady, but still invited to the lady party. Hi, Josh Carpenter. Hey there. <laughs> Chris is kind of here, but he'll mostly be recording and making sitting sure in for me is my lady on the in the cat bed, Eclipse. Ah, yes, Eclipse is our special guest this week. She would if she wasn't sleeping right now. And actually, she she would just chirp. Yeah, she doesn't meow as much as she, like, chirps and burbles. No, she's started meowing, Anna. What? Remember? She's found her voice lately. Yeah. What was that thing yesterday? I was like... She's... she's... Like, what do you want? (laughs) I don't know. Like, what was that about? I don't know. I mean, she's found her voice, but mostly it's more chirps. Meow. Right. We. That's Twinkie. Meow. Yeah. Poor Twinkle Toes. So thank everybody oh, yeah. for your patience. We actually missed the podcast last week because our cat, uh, Twinkle Toes, had surgery. So she had her knee and her tendon repaired. So she is now going to live in a. It's like 20, a sports surgery. She 20, had a patella luxation and an ACL complete severance. Yeah, ACL, tear. MCL repair. Yeah. And so she is going to live in a 25 by 25 inch tent for the next eight weeks, eight to 12 weeks. She's on the DL for a while. She's on the DL. You got it. Kitty jail. Kitty jail. jail. She doesn't like kitty jail. And it was funny because the first few days she was home. So anesthesia has a really strong smell and it takes a while for it to wear off. So the two cats, when she came home, basically walked up to her and hissed and then stomped off. Repeatedly. As they do. 
And like three or four days after she came home, Scamper decided he loved her again. And now all he wants to do is climb on top of her tent and collapse it down onto her. I think he just loves the fact that she's in a, in a tent. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's more the tent than the cat. Cause um, we, we bought a 3d printer last weekend and we bought a tent to enclose it. And that's been Alice's favorite place to sleep. Alice, the cat. He thinks it's, um, he thinks it's a, a hammock. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so does alice with the 3d printer so tent. my favorite is he's discovered there's food in there because we leave the tent flap open when we have twinkle toes in our lap so that she can have some time outside of her cone of shame and outside of the tent and so yeah. now his his thing is is he hops inside of the tent when she's not there and eats her food well of course it's free food he so, has free food all the time. But but that's not his free food. It's other free food. <sighs> yeah. Better with someone else's. Yeah, and you've, so, had, you've had cats for this long. You know how cats think. I know, I know, I know. And so my favorite is when he climbs on the tent and collapses it down and attempts to eat out of her bowl through the tent. That doesn't work well. No, it doesn't work it, at all. He gets real upset. Really like, funny. why is it not working? <laughs> Yes, he gets frustrated. So I've had to break out the water gun. And when he climbs on her tent, the water gun comes out and he gets a little squirt. The next time he tries to eat the food through the tent, you have to video that because I need to see that. (laughs) Particularly with how angry he supposedly gets. (laughs) Yes. He gets so frustrated. All right. I made a mistake the other day. So while Twinkie was in her tent, I'm like, I'm going to make her friends with the other cats again. And I took out some Bonita flakes and I sprinkled them all over her tent. This did not go as this did not go as intended. Um, Instead, we have Bonito flakes. We we keep them as a treat for the cats around. Yeah, but where did you get them? I, I don't know. Mad Cats, like just a local cat place. I thought we ordered these ones online. No, they they had such a huge bag that the last time we were there buying beds and stuff, we just uh, picked it up and it took us this long to get through it. Wow. Are you having trouble getting them, Kelly? Well, I've, I've wanted to get Bonita Flakes so that I could make my own rice balls. Mm, Go to an Asian store. A, these are not for human consumption. Yeah, I imagine so. Aren't these the same Bonita Flakes we're using... That you put in the food the other day? Well, I mean, ours are human, safe for human consumption. So these are for human consumption. Um, the ones that I bought for us are safe for human consumption. I thought these were the same flakes we were talking about. No. Well, I mean, they're Listen, both Bonito Everybody, flakes, but... there's a controversy about the Bonito. We're going to have to do an investigation and figure out who's been consuming who's Bonito. The point is, it did not make the cats happier with each other. Instead, it just made everyone angry because everyone was on the wrong side of the tent for the Benito Flakes. And they were very frustrated about being on the wrong side of the tent for the Benito Flakes. They went everywhere. They got in the tent, outside the tent, on the tent. It didn't work. That's a hot disaster. It was a hot disaster. I pulled everything out of the tent and vacuumed it last night. It made Twinkie very upset. (laughs) Poor Twinkie. She's a poor little gay, but she's cute. She's so cute. She's taken like a champ. She she won't she barely acknowledges anything happened. She's happy. She purrs when you look at her still. So Yeah. I mean best. that seems to be the case, right? Like Dakota, you know, we found out has a mass in her body mm-hmm. and like they had to do anesthesia twice on two different occasions and she was high as a kite. <laughs> and she was just like, Mommy, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> 
Mommy. What's this? Mommy, I have to pee. I don't know where I'm going, but I can't wait to get there. Well, my favorite was she had to pee like four times at like three in the morning, except she didn't actually have to pee. Like her brain clearly was thinking she had to pee. And she didn't like it was a it was a rough night. The car ride home from the the vet hospital, like poor Jim, he was like holding her up because she was just so wasted. <laughs> and she's looking at us in the back of the car, like, "Oh, how's the car moving?" Do you remember like, when Jeannie came home after she had her teeth extracted? Yeah, yeah. Just, just lost. Poor baby. And then, like, the worst part was Brew, the bulldog, was just all over here. He was like. Are you okay? I'll cuddle you. And like, Bruce's she's idea high. of cuddling is mostly climbing on top and falling asleep. Pretty That's much. That's what Scamper's doing with Twinkie's bed. <laughs> okay. Fine. That's it. Like, when she's wasted like that, like, she just kind of accepts that Brew is there. But now that she's normal, like, the moment Brew tries to cuddle, she just shoves him. <laughs> Go away. Other, other dog over there best dog is here but you over there mm-hmm. and then he gets really heartbroken because he wants to sit with her and cuddle with her <laughs> oh poor Brew. story of my life poor brew <laughs> his life is nothing but tragedy you know it's uh struggles not snuggles, snuggles. he wants snuggles not struggles snuggles. that's what it is sorry <laughs> snuggles not struggles <laughs> that's what we say in our house because his life is just tragedy like he's rocking himself back in sleep in his recliner right now <laughs> you're 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 dog has a recliner yes uh so when my dad was alive he gifted scott a recliner i don't remember why but he did and we've had this recliner since like so my dad's been gone eight years and uh yeah we've had this ugly ass recliner that has come with us everywhere we've moved and it's been bruce chair for a while and it used to be that brew would lie to us and say that he couldn't get in the chair and then one day we turned around he knew how to get in the chair on his own. Nah. So we've dubbed him Bruce's chair. Um, so there always has to be a human butt in that chair with him, or else he cries. As you can, as as I am saying this, of course, he is sobbing in the chair alone because <laughs> nobody loves Brew. Oh my god, I can hear. I, 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 <laughs> you sobbing, can in, hear him. sobbing in the recliner alone, I feel Bruce's pain. Yeah, no, you can probably hear him. <laughs> Just that. <laughs> Your dog is a drama llama. Oh, he is he is a bigger drama queen than Co is. Like the hissy fits that he throws are just I could go for a walk and he sits at the window of the front door and he will smush his face into the window hoping I would come home. And it's like buddy. To the point where the neighbors have now noticed and they're like, Who's that sad dog in the window? I'm like, Don't tell him he's sad. That's he's being he a shit. <laughs> but they're all like, oh, but he's so cute. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. All right. So speaking of animals, <laughs> Kelly, let's jump into what you've been playing t- this week. I- I've been murdering innocent animals. Are you sure they're innocent? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, there was one of them the other day that we just we was sleeping and it wasn't hurting nobody. And we just marched up on it and clobbered it. Did you chop uh, off been, its tail? Yes, yes, we did. I, I've been mon hunting quite a lot. This is the best mon hunt, hands down. Though Phil is mad at it because apparently there isn't like high rank quests. It doesn't get hard enough single player, is his complaint. Um, it's like, well, 
know how to. Well, this is this is not a complaint you would share, Anna. Miss plays on easiest of easies. Okay. Yes. <laughs> So the multiplayer is amazing in this one because you can just join like rando quests in progress. So you'll just get in with like a whole bunch of the high level Japanese players and you can just pretty much scrub your way through the fight and get what you need, which as a scrub myself, I appreciate. Um, Now, can can I interject and ask a dumb question? Why are Uh there high level Japanese players when everybody got the game at the same time? Because they're they just high level have, in skill, Anna. Well, not only high level in skill, but they've probably been playing since like midnight la- last Friday. Wait, why do you assume nobody in Japan sleeps? <laughs> well, because they practically like had that day off anyway. So, some places shut down, and Kelly thinks the whole country came to a halt <laughs> for you know, Monster I Hunter think, Day. <laughs> I think it's like that rumor that, that circulated around Dragon's. Dragon Quest games for the longest time about how they, they it was a national mandate that they took that day had to take Dragon Quest days off or no that that Dragon Quest games had to be released on a Saturday and then it actually happened with Monster Hunter and that so many companies had to shut down because so many people took the day off. <laughs> I could be wrong, but that's just how I feel. All right, so are you playing but, a lot of Monster Hunter? Yeah, and I was playing on stream yesterday with Phil and his crew and was doing a rank two to three hub key quest where we had to go kill the like big bad of the game, which is what is it called? The I'm blanking on the name now. The the monster that's the amiibo. God, what is the name of that thing? Chris? Magnamalo? Ma- yeah, Magnamalo. So we had to go kill that thing, and I was so, because I've only been, like, playing single player, so I was so weak that it was, like, one-shotting me. So I was like, guys, I am sorry I'm being such a scrub right now, and Phil and the rest of his gang was like, no, it's fine, it's fine. And then we kill the bastard, and I screamed yes so loud that my husband could hear me from upstairs. (laughs) And as, uh, I had to tell him, like, you have no idea what kind of fight that was when why I was excited. And I didn't get a chance to tell you earlier, Chris, that while we was fighting that thing, Alice got very interested in my Switch. Uh-oh. And I was like, Kat, if you touch that Switch, I will not be happy. Because my, my cat, Alice, loves to knock things off the entertainment center. She's very good at it. You need to get a bottle of scat. It's compressed air that you can turn on off and on. Oh, and usually the usually the water bottle works just fine. Yeah, but this is handy for one places that you don't want to squirt, like your entertainment center, and mm-hmm. two, it's self directing, so you can just turn it on and leave it on because it's it's got a little motion detector in it. So I it, see. We we've been having a problem with Scamper and Eclipse opening up cupboards. And we don't want them doing that because we're scared that they'll get into the cupboard with, like, the cleaning supplies. Mm -hmm. And so um, last night, Chris put a a can of the scat in one of the cupboards that they have been opening. And sure enough, this morning, he and I were lying in bed talking, and all of a sudden we hear, Psst! (laughs) 
Yeah, I might need yeah, that's a good idea. I might need to get that for the entertainment center. But, um, but yeah, I that that monster hunter has been so much fun and running around on the doggos is just just awesome. It's they've almost made the doggos too useful especially for group quests because, you know, in group quests you can only bring like one companion, so doggo or cat. And if you bring the doggo, you can jump on the doggo and ride around on it, and you can sharpen your weapon on the doggo, and you can eat on the doggo and still maintain speed. So I was being stubborn at first. It's like, I'm a cat person. I'm bringing my cat. And then, you know, all the pe- the monster runs off, and all the people doggo up and run off. And I'm like, oh. I, <laughs> I, 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 I guess should probably I actually bring my dog. But yet in the Molomagno fight, I did bring Cat because I needed the extra healing. So ah. there's not, yeah. So you go for utility or speed. That makes sense. And we weren't on last week, and I need to tell this story. So you know, I was playing with um, Phil and the gang last week, and they, uh, I, I, I like literally just started the game and was running around with them, and they go off. And the the big mechanic in this game is the wire bug, where you can basically Spider Man through the level. So we get to this corner and I see everybody zip line off and I'm like, how did you guys do that? And they're like, didn't you get the big jewel bu- or the big wire bugs at the back of the village? I'm like, no. And uh, they said, yeah, you, you have to do that to unlock the zip line. I'm like, oh, great. So I'm going to have to go the long way around to get to this monster. So I'm going all the way around the mountain and I go, you know, I'm going to get all the way up there and then that thing is going to run off. And sure enough, I turn the corner, the monster runs off, no! and I'm like, yep. Yep, I knew it was going to happen. I'm like, hey, hey, guys, I'm here. Where's the party? Hey, where's the monster going? <laughs> but it, it, it's still been a blast. Uh, just they've, I, I didn't play very much World because World came out at like a very bad time for me, but I was playing other stuff. But apparently they've put a lot of stuff from World into this while still maintaining some of the classic stuff. I'm sure Chris knows more than me. I don't know why Chris isn't chiming in because he's been playing this too. He's just recording. Okay. I thought he was like, going to contribute, but still. Um, Monhan is very fun. I think it is very noob-friendly. This time around, and that's pretty much mostly what I've been playing. I've been kind of picking at bravely second or bravely default, and then how far have you gotten? I'm still on chapter two. I just got to Elvis's hometown and unlocked uh, Ranger. Ooh, you're in Wizwald. Yeah, I've just been. <laughs> I've either been painting lately or been playing Mon Hun and getting to bed very late. And I've been kind of having like a gaming crisis anyway, because I need something relaxing to play at bedtime. And I haven't felt like switching switch cartridges. I haven't, I don't know. I just haven't really been in a gaming mood except for Mon Hun. A bunch of my miniature painting. Cause that's, that's what we did last weekend was we went to Kansas city and, I went to a tabletop store there and Kelly talked to the microphone. Sorry, my mic got moved. I just spent an ungodly amount of money on miniatures and I'm trying to get some of them painted because I bought a tabletop game called Animal Adventures that's basically a baby's first D&D. So I'm trying to 
get those painted so that I can set up a baby first D&D game for my family. Oh, cute. Because I, I want to get them into Dungeons & Dragons so bad. Um, that's kind of a side effect of listening to too much Critical Role. I mean, the nice thing is, is they don't have to worry about FACO anymore. FACO. Two hit armor class zero. Oh, okay. It is a very old D&D mechanic that blessedly does not exist anymore. Yeah, the nice thing about this Animal Adventures game is that it comes with pre-made characters, so there's no stress about having to, you know, teach them how to roll their own characters. And it comes with just like a little basic little campaign, and it's supposedly very easy to get into. And the miniatures that it comes with are so cute. Um, Thus far, I've painted a Sphinx cat and a Persian and I'm working on a likely rogue right now. And then the dogs that it comes with is, let's see, a Labrador, a Labrador fighter, a Cocker Spaniel bard, a Shiba Inu cleric, and a Boxer Paladin. Okay, those all sound really cute. Yeah, and then there's expansion packs that has that have other breeds too. Like, I've got all the cat expansion packs. I haven't bought the dog ones yet. Not because I don't like dogs, but because I only have so much money. <laughs> I need I need to get one of the dog ones because it has a German Shepherd druid and my nephew's favorite dog is a German Shepherd. Um, I was actually talking with one of our reviewers last night about how I still occasionally get hate mail for my Cat Quest 2 review. Oh, jeez. Whoever is doing that, they're fucking sad. <laughs> this is why you have me here. Yes. <laughs> Stop being a fucking sad person because you're upset about a score. No, it's Go not the score. Du- it's the dumb joke. So the pros and cons. Oh my god, of the that's game. even worse. Get over yourself. The it's pros and joke. cons of the game is pro you can play as a cat, con you can play as a dog. Scar, if you're the one sending that mail, <laughs> don't, don't. You know, it's not gonna be good for you, bro. And I like you. Scar likes cats. We know it's not Scar. But just okay. to those individuals. He said it was him in the chat. <laughs> Kelly, okay. the, um, the pl- company that makes this Animal Adventures also makes a Monster Hunter board game, it looks like. Yeah, I, I just saw that, but I haven't had a chance to look into it. D- does it come with miniatures? I, I don't know. I guess I'm having we'll trouble finding info, and this website is terrible. Yeah, their, their site's not that great. Um. Especially um, yes, trying to... it has miniatures, it looks like. Look at these. Oh, oh, oh Kelly. No. Kelly. <laughs> oh, no. We have when, to figure out how to play this. When's your birthday, Kelly? <laughs> um, next month. Join the hunt. Head Those to Kickstarter. It says head to Kickstarter and click coming soon. So you can't even Kickstarter at this point. So this is some Kickstarted thing. So good luck on that. Who knows when it's coming out. Okay. Yeah, or it's coming um, on the Kickstarter on April 20th, even though it's for a game that's now been supplanted by a new game. I hate oh, everything God. on it's the got internet. The, it's got the Rathalos. Scroll back. Oh, I need to go to the site myself. It's got the Rathalos. Oh, my God. No, no, no. I just spent, <laughs> I just spent $200. Then you can pick up Nino Cooney 2, the board game. Chris, we need to yeah. stop looking at this website. It's no. clearly giving Kelly a heart attack. <laughs> Let, let's not give Kelly a heart attack. Let's Let's be kind to Kelly. Uh-huh. All right, so I have also been playing Bravely Default 2. I am further than Kelly is. 
Yeah, but you're probably much further. I am much further. I am level 80-something. So that's, that's quite a bit. Um, how do I talk about this without going into massive spoiler territory? So Bravely Default 2 does pulls the same crap that the other two Bravely games do. Oh, no. But it does it in a much more straightforward way. So I was actually able to figure out how to continue the loops without okay. too many problems. So there's that. Um, there is a point in the game where the level cap is raised on your jobs. But oh. in order to take advantage of that, you have to refight a bunch of the bosses, the asterisk bosks. So like, if you want to get, um, berserker up to level 15, you have to refight the boss that gave you the berserker asterisk. Um, but they come in sets of three or four and they are much harder. They're using level 15 abilities, which are all really good. And they are largely immune to the status effects that you could use on them during the regular boss fights. So, like, uh, there is a point where you fight a crazy little psychotic child boss. And I initially um, kind of cheesed out her fight when I fought her as a regular boss by just paralyzing her the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's immune to paralysis now. And so she's much, 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 much harder. So I actually had a fun couple of streams where I was sort of actively theory crafting about how to farm these um, job unlocks, how to farm these like advanced uh, encounters, because on top of unlocking um, the full potential of each job, they also drop the best weapons and armor in the game. So you want to do these fights kind of over and over again. And so I ended up having um, someone drop by the stream that was like, hey, I see you using a solve maker. Do you know how to do infinite items? And I was like, you can do infinite items. And so he taught me how. And it pretty much changed the way that I play the game in general. It's amazing. So there's a lot more depth to the game than I thought. Oh, yeah. Like... There's there's combinations that you can put together that like I probably would not have thought of it myself, but I had people who were coming to the Twitch chat that was like, "Hey, this is how I set up one of my characters," and I thought it was really interesting. So yeah, I I had two streams where I just basically did portals over over and over again, sort of theory crafting. It's like, all right, how do I increase my drop rate? How do I do this most efficiently? What sort of class combinations do I need to do this the fastest? Yada, yada, yada. And like the Twitch chat was giving suggestions and stuff, and it was a lot of fun. So if you are not watching me stream, I stream weekday mornings starting at 10 a.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash Gamer. Come stop by. Um, I'm kind of debating what game that I want to do next because I am very close to finishing Bravely Default 2. I will finish it this week on stream. So I kind of go back and forth between and I know Sam, what Sam's answer is going to be. I go back and forth between whether I want to do uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon or the Final Fantasy 7 remake. 
So I like both those choices. Um, Okay, hear me out. I actually think you should do Yakuza. And the only reason I'm suggesting you do Yakuza is I think, because you've never played one, right, Anna? I have never played a Yakuza game before. This will be the one that I think would do a very good job of kind of introducing you to the silly. It's, I mean, mostly Dragon Quest references. And it's not a mean game to start with compared to other Yakuza. If you do Final Fantasy VII Remake, I mean, you're just going to get a lot of everyone being thirsty for Cloud Mm -hmm. to the point of poor Cloud being like, I don't know why everybody wants the Cloud D. I don't want any of you. (laughs) Why you want the Cloud D? And everyone be like, I like the Cloud D. Hey, hey, my roommate's not home. And it's just like, Oh god, everybody, you're too much. Like, it's a great game, and I love it. And, you know, it, there's a lot of fun to be had there. It's just, Yakuza has this weird charm to it. That if you've never played them before, it can be it can be a lot of fun, I think. So, my vote's actually for Yakuza. I'm guessing that's the one you were thinking I was going to say, or? Yes. Okay. Again, play Final Fantasy Remake at some point. It's, it's fun. But Yakuza... You will smile and laugh with Yakuza. To be honest, I'm kind of with Sam on this one because with the um, PS5 one coming out in July or June, like by the time you get a PS5, you'll be able to just play the better version of it anyway. Yeah. Mm. Assuming you guys can get a PS5, of course. <laughs> um, so far, no luck. <laughs> there's There's been a couple times we've queued up for one. But we do have an Xbox with all the Yakuza's on it. That's true. There you go. That, that version on the Xbox is excellent. No load times, smooth frame rate. Chris will be happy. Yeah, no, Like a Dragon is a wonderful game. It's a lot of fun. And again, for a newcomer, it is a good place to start. The, again, the only downside is there are parts of the game that when you get later on, plot-wise, you might be a little confused. And the game does not do a good job of explaining certain parts of those oh, plots. Oh, we're talking about Like a Dragon. The yeah. one like that a I've already gotten on Christmas on PS4. Yes. But again, I'm still going to say play it anyways. Because you can kind of you can kind of fill in the blanks a little bit. And when in doubt, ask your resident Yakuza nerds. We will explain it for you. I mean, I have seen a full playthrough of Yakuza 0 because Giant Bomb threw one up and Chris and I watched it Yeah, but there's still six other games, Anna. That's well, uh, true. And, and I'm going to point out, for Like a Dragon, Yakuza 0 is not the one that's connected. Unfortunately, it's six. Because oh, the most seven recent happened, one. Yeah, yeah it, because uh, seven happens right after six, sure. there is a lot, lot of plot points with six that appear. There's also some plot points from five that appear, so it's... Including Daytona Racing and Taxis? Daytona! Well, there's, there's, Mario, there's a version of Mario Kart in oh, this I'll one. I'll take it. Which is really fun, actually. Um, it's, again, it's a great game. And I feel like even in those instances, the game is still not bad. It's just one of those, you might sit there for a second and go, the fuck are they talking about? Why aren't they just ripping their shirts off and being like, I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you too. Punch, punch, punch. I love you, man. Oh, that's that sounds like a Yakuza be- plot. Yeah. Like, that's what they should be doing. And that kind of happens. 
but it's it's all good. I, I I would say play that one. Also, the summons are delightful. There, oh yes, there I a, need to do the lobster summon. That that's the best one because it it actually works on just about every single boss. <laughs> Remember to use your lobster. It causes poison. Everybody gets poisoned. Everybody. That's good to know. You know that that summons actually pretty bitching. <laughs> I've just kind of come to the opinion if if people can play the Cold Steel games without having played the Sky games as tied in as they are and be fine with it, I think Yakuza was fine for most people. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. That's exactly what I did. People have more tolerance than we think. Well, that's it. And again, to find that, like, you can find that information pretty easily to fill in the blanks if you really want to know. So, I think it's good. Speaking of Cold Steel, what have you been playing, Sam? Catch us up. I beat Cold Steel too. Was it worth it? Um, as usual with this series, I have I have some frustrations, and Cold Steel Two hit some of my frustrations in that there's a good chunk of that game where fucking nothing is happening. Yes, like fucking nothing, and it's to the point where it's like game. You need to get your shit together because I'm bored and I'm ready to jump off. And isn't then you it, hit a. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It, I'm gonna you off. Is isn't it up until you get the airship and then it gets fun? Then you get the airship. It's kind of fun, but then there's still parts where it's filler. Uh, and I don't, I don't have tolerance for filler as much anymore. I'm realizing. But then I hit a certain point in the game. It was a middle of Act Two. And I was like, okay, no, no, I need to know what's going on. I need to know what's going on. I need to know what's going on. And then it spiraled into uh, me finishing it in the span of three days. Well, there you go. (laughs) So as usual, this series will do the frustrating filler and then hit a point where I am just, I am so invested. Because again, I do love these characters. I do love this world. But sometimes I'm just like, these quests are not interesting. And that can be really frustrating when you're making a really big game like that. Like you want your quests to be mostly interesting, but I kept playing because the characters, like at one point the game did something really horrific, which is it forced me to use Machias. And I was like, (laughs) I I fucking hate this kid. And someone left me a message on Twitter being like, well, you know, he's great if you know how to use him." And I had to politely tell this person, I fucking hate Machias. So as soon as he like, the game was like, here, use Machias. I was like, and benched. Yeah, like, Maki is, is kind of a tool. It's like, no, you go back to your corner where you don't talk and you don't do anything. Because I, I had my party set in stone in that game. It ended up being Laura, Elliot, Sarah, and Reen. And I was like, I'm not changing that party. That's Once good. in a while, I throw Fee in because like, Fee's got a couple skills that for some of the bosses was really handy. But it's like, no, like I had my party set. I didn't want to change it. And then like I got to the end and I cried like a bitch. Because, of mm-hmm. course, I cried like a bitch. Um, I love certain characters. And oh, I had I had many feelings to the point where Scott came down. He's like, are you crying? I'm like, don't look at me. He's like, you're crying on your Vita. Don't look at me. Just just don't. I'm a mess. Were you crying on your Vita or about your Vita and its lack of online store coming? <laughs> I know. Well, I am we'll sad get, about we'll that. We'll get to that. All right. Because uh, I was about to say, if... Um, choose kind of lack of interest is disappointing you then the rest of the games are kind of going to disappoint you even worse because four takes that and just cranks the mediocre up to 11 
<laughs> well, and that's that's kind of it. It's I when I finished it, I made the decision that once again I got to take a couple months before I can play the next that's one. That's a very good because if I play it back to back. I think I would hate the series and be like, you're all fucking dumb that you like this. Yeah, I can. And I don't want that. I don't want that because, again, I do think there is a lot of great in this series. I love the combat. Like I said, I love the characters. I love the world. I just wish the story sometimes wouldn't plot at a potato's pace. Yep. Yeah. Like, that yeah, drives there's, me there was a lot of, like, failed sort of. I feel like they really needed to streamline the whole the gang's all here concept in Cold yes. Steel 2. And they do it a little bit in Cold Steel 4, but not fast enough. So 3, I, I thought, was a really peppy game. I felt like out of all yep. the games in the series, it has the best um, sort of flow to it. And that um, the the story bits... My only complaint, I think, that I would have is like some of the story bits get pretty long. Okay. So if you have to like run pee, there's a problem. <laughs> Good luck with pee. You're not getting it. <laughs> I mean, you could always pause. No, but you know, it's that little bit like, oh my god, you guys are still talking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Saying anything useful yet? Okay. Is Machias talking? Please put a sock in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I the nice know, I'm thing cool. is, is there's like a two year time skip between two and three. Okay, so a little more grown up this time around. Yeah. Good, good. I'm okay with that. I mean, it'll be fun to start posting my thoughts on the Twitter when I do start playing 3. People have assured me that I will enjoy 3, that I just, again, I have to be patient. Which you all know I fucking suck at. (laughs) Just just 70 or 80 hours in, it'll start to get good. (laughs) Exactly. Right, and I mean, you know... I, I've been sort of having this conversation with people, and I'm sure Sam, you will relate, in terms of like long book series. Yeah. Because um, the Cradle series, which, disclaimer, one of my clients is the narrator on, um, the Cradle series is up to like 10 books at this point. And the first eight books in the series went to um, Audible Plus, so you can download them for free if you subscribe to Audible. And so hashtag I was. Hashtag not a sponsor. Hashtag not sponsored. Um, and so, like, I was telling a bunch of people, like, hey, you should try it out. It's free to, to get going, and that way you can tell if you like it. By the way, the first two books are all world-building, and the pace picks up really well in the third one. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I'm kind of asking people to invest, like, 20 hours into this before it gets well, good. And, and that's kind of it. Like, I mean, I'm a librarian. One of my jobs, of course, is connecting people to books. I mean, I've read a lot of fantasy over the years, and I really do like fantasy, but I don't have patience anymore as an adult for books that plod. Like, when I have a best friend, I love her to bits, but she always wants me to read Robert Jordan. I have tried. Robert Jordan is oh fucking gosh. boring Well, if you Well, if you stick with it, you eventually get books written by Brandon Sanderson. Well, and that's kind of it, right? It's like my, my mind is going, I got to read ten books before I get to Sanderson, who wraps the whole series up in three pretty easily, right? Well, remember his goal was to wrap it up in one, but even he couldn't. (laughs) Yeah, but the Mistborn trilogy was supposed to be ten books. Yeah, I know. know. But that's it. Like, if, you know, if a book is, like, 300 pages and it's a series, 
I am actually more inclined to go towards that because it's like, no, this is this is bite size enough for me that I can keep going. Like I love Shauna McGuire, for example, and like her October Day series. There is like fourteen books out now at this point, but they're all like around three hundred pages. Like, oh, what's what stupid is Toby doing this time? Oh, she's being stupid. I'm still having a great time. Whereas like with a big sweeping fantasy, you have to give people a reason to connect and to give a shit quickly. See, that's why your books work, Anna, these cradle things, because they're kind of dumb pulp. I mean, they're effectively light novels, right? They're not, yeah. So I, I've, I've. It's anime in book form. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of. Uh, dived headfirst into not just lit RPGs, but a subgenre of lit RPGs called cultivation. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, this was a thing, and I didn't know anything about it, so I'm. And it's great because um, Chris wanders into the kitchen while I'm doing a diamond painting, and he's like, "Haven't you listened to this book already?" I'm like, "No, it's a completely different series." It's like this sounds exactly the same. Well, Whoa. and it doesn't help that like Travis Baldry is one of my favorite narrators. And so, like, I listen to a well, lot a of books guy by him. Program Diablo, reading you books in the kitchen. I'm very confused. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. No, he didn't program Diablo. He programmed um, what was it? Fate. Wasn't he doing Diablo two stuff? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. He was at Wildstar. Oh, oh, okay, great. <laughs> and then he left Wildstar, and the Schaefer brothers left um, um, Blizzard. Blizzard. And they started, uh, there, there's okay, stuff okay, that happened there, anyway. and then they made Torchlight. Right, 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 and right. that's where Travis and the Schaefer bros right, got together. Right, right. But yeah, like, no shade to people who like Robert Jordan. I just, I can't. You no, can. I, I think I got about four books in and finally said, screw it. Like, that's it. What, what I like about Sanderson is Sanderson may write long books, but I'm engaged the whole time. Like, very seldom do I sit there and go, fuck, Sanderson, like, you're going fucking slow here. No, most of the time it's like, oh, no, like, Wax and Wayne are doing stupid shit again. Why? <laughs> but also, I love you both so much. Have like, you yeah. Have you um, yeah. read any of his Alcatraz? I've read all of Alcatraz. Alcatraz is Alcatraz. my... When is the new one coming? So, there was Not a problem with soon. Scholastic. Uh. Yeah. Scholastic is no longer the publisher of Alcatraz. It is now uh, Macmillan. Macmillan has taken over and they're going at a bit of a slower pace. Um, I had a chance actually to review the fifth one early and I really liked it. Um, you know, it's now been out a couple of years. We we love Alcatraz at our library. It's just a shame, shame our patrons don't. Oh. Because it's like, this is about evil librarians and creepy rutabaga. Like, you should love this. <laughs> this, is, this is crack cocaine for children. <laughs> um, we love Alcatraz, though. So, I mean, like, I I actually am overdue for a reread, actually, for those. Man, but, yeah. I think I might have to re-listen to it now that I'm thinking about it. Also, or re-listen to Mistborn. Weren't we talking about video games at some point? Oh, yeah. I'm hey, Sam, what else have you been playing besides Cold Steel? Um, so since I finished Cold Steel, like I'm now at that phase where I have to pick a new game to play, which is always really hard. So I've been kind of cycling through uh, Spider-Man no, Miles no Morales. No, cycling. That's more cultivation novels. No. <laughs> I am playing Miles Morales because I, I wanted something short after Cold Steel. And Miles Morales is just more, you know, swinging around New York, having a great time, quippy dialogue. So Are I'm going to finish guns? that. I haven't found finger guns yet. I hope so. You can't walk down the street in a Spider-Man game without, without finger little, guns. Without little finger guns? Yeah. 
Um, I'm not did too you get far Spider into Cat it. yet? I haven't gotten Spider Cat yet. Oh. I, I'm, I'm getting there. I like I literally just started yesterday. Oh, so okay. I've only beaten Rhino so far. Um, I also have been playing Curse of Monkey Island because that is what was voted on Twitter for the next game I should play from my my backlog list. I'm loving Curse of Monkey Island. It's a lot of fun. So is Guybrush uh, Three Foot a Mighty Pirate yet? Oh fuck no. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm at the stage where it's like I had to do a caber toss to make a pirate help me, and the pirate's actually voiced by the original Scrooge McDuck, which oh, made me really yeah, funny. Oh. Alan Young. No, this is. Yep. Is this the third one? I yeah, believe this is yeah, the third one. He's a pirate in this one, Anna. Okay. Yeah, yeah. he's he's become a mighty pirate, except for the part where you know it's he's not mighty and oh, what was oh no, he's clever, but he's oh, not no. mighty. Oh no, what's the what's the name? Um, what? Papa Pichu. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that it? <laughs> I believe that is it. Uh, it's <laughs> I do like this. I do like this one. It's do I the like best it one. It's the Saturday morning cartoon one, basically. It is the Saturday morning cartoon one. I don't know if I like it as much as um, the second one. But I it do gives love you Murray. I, I do love Murray, and I do love uh, that Manny from Grim Fandango has a brief cameo in the worst possible way. He's he's a he's a skull, isn't he? Murray's a skull. Okay. Murray's the skull. Manny from Rim Fandango is in a restaurant and he's been murdered by one of the pirates. Oh no. Murdering the wrong thing. <laughs> um, so was, that was a great reference. And then this when, is like, the one are- where they try to rhyme orange, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing rhymes with orange. Yeah, that's why it ends the sequence. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you talk to uh, that's the Manny. only way to end. <laughs> and like Guy Brush is like, I don't promote Grim Fandango. <laughs> and it's like, you shit. I uh, don't. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Murray is the namesake for my cat. Yeah. I knew that. Hey, I like that. Yeah. He, His we full get name him is like, Demonic Murray. Yes. <laughs> and he, we get him like skull themed everything. Like his collar is skulls. And then the last thing that I was playing, I accidentally beat. So that was a weird scenario. How do you which accidentally is- beat? Oh, I I do it all the time, Chris. I will explain. So I finished, because I am reviewing for the site, uh, Story of Seasons, uh, Pioneers of Olive Town. And this game actually has an an actual story objective compared to most of the Harvest, like the Story of Seasons games. So I actually didn't, accidentally didn't realize I had finished all of the story components. And then the game was like, here's some credits. And I was like, what? I'm, I'm only in fall of year one. Wow! <laughs> you can I finish did not that beat this story game that quickly. fast. Uh, I I was really bothered oh, by that because <laughs> I thought for sure they'd give me like maybe another story task come winter, right, and make it at least a full year's worth of tasks. But no, I I finished it. I'm gonna play a little bit more because I want to see how the activities change in winter and also get my buffalo. Really want my buffalo, um, but yeah, I finished it. I hadn't even married like Laura yet, which really upset me. I was like, "Game, what the hell?" Like, I got my waifu I, to get with. Come on. Well, that's it. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't married Laura. I just got my really big fucking house, you know, and I haven't enjoyed it yet. Like priorities here, game. But no, the luxury liner showed up at Olive Town, and I was like, "Well, that's credits." Yes, I can review this game now. You, you know you can keep playing, right? 
Oh, again, I plan to play a little bit more (laughs) um, just to kind of test a few more things that I haven't really dealt with yet. Um, I named all my animals after what they are. So my cow was named Beef. My other cow was named Steakums. Steakums? Steakums. One of my goats was named Lager. The other one was named Cheese. Do you have um? Do you have a uh? Do you have nugs? I okay. So my chickens are nuggets, tender, and soup. <laughs> and the only ones that didn't get like any names like that was uh the 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 bunny was Bun Bun because I don't fucking it's a bunny. Um, the alpaca was Paca because it's always Paca. You could have named the and bunny the she- Lucky Foot. And then the sheep was sheepy. Sheepy. <laughs> Should have been sheeple. You, you name I, things like Anna names things. <laughs> and then I got my chocolate you. cow. He's chocolate. Let me tell you a fun game to play with your significant other. When you're playing a Harvest Moon game, you ask your significant other what you should name the animal. And whatever he says, no matter what, you have to name it. Oh, wow. That. This is the game that I play with my husband, and we get some. This pretty, is like uh, Russian roulette animal yes. farming. Well, and it I didn't even name mine. Yeah. Like my roommate came down the stairs at one point. He's like, "Oh, you got another cow? You should name it Steakums." <laughs> I was like, "Really, Jim?" And he's like, "Yes, Steakums are good." And then every time he'd come down the stairs, he'd be like, "You need to pet Steakums for me." Is he like, American him. by like, any chance? No, he's from PEI. Okay. Steakums is a restaurant in the States. No, Steakums is a frozen steak product. Oh, my bad. That's even better, actually. You use them to make fillies. But yeah, I I played that. And then the last game is I played the new Among Us map. And oh, God. Oh, (laughs) man. It's a dead. I I watched like a teeny tiny bit of that VOD this morning. Oh, God. We were a fucking disaster. <laughs> we were fucking I, I don't know who was screaming more, to be honest. I was just making stupid comments like, I got cell service, you guys. Because <laughs> that's like my new favorite task is just you have to hang out on the side of the airship and try to find cell reception. <laughs> so you're just like holding it up. The deaths are really cute, too. Like if you get thrown out of the airship... You just like have your hand out and you're just like, save me, G-Boss. And it goes in slow-mo and then it flings you to the ground. And I'm like, this is great. I love this game. This stupid, stupid jelly bean game. <laughs> I thought the like, jelly bean game was um, oh, the one that's big on Twitch. The other one that's big on Twitch where you run through oh, the obstacle course. Oh, uh, Fallout. Yeah. Or er, Fall Guys. Fallout Boys. Yeah. Fallout Boys. <laughs> Fallout Boys. Fallout Boys. <laughs> um, one of the new tasks is making a burger in the kitchen. Oh, no. Um, there's doing laundry, which, oh, my God, it's so easy to die doing laundry. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times people were murked because they were doing the laundry. Um, there's also cleaning poop from the toilet. That's oh. another area where it's easy to get murked. <laughs> Just, I'm cleaning the toilets, you guys, and shiv. So, uh... Yeah, no, it's a lot of fun, and if you haven't had a chance to try it... Did you play Among Us during Extra Life last year with us? Yeah, and she did. Okay. I did. We were a hot disaster. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think I killed Chris quite a number of times. Chris was screaming. I I remember Chris screaming about something and then Mm -hmm. it actually happening and him screaming, I told you so. Yep. Mm. Yep. (laughs) No regrets. (laughs) But yeah, that's everything I've been playing. All right. Uh, Josh, you've been playing things that no one else has been playing. So we want to hear about them. I want to hear those. Yeah, yeah, because I've also like like Sam, I was I, I finished uh, I finished Cold Steel Four instead of Two, and was also struggling for like, okay, what do I do with my life now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> been, been, enjoy life? your freedom. Right? I played non RPGs for like three months after Cold Steel Four. You did not. I did. Do you want me to pull up my game log? I shouldn't challenge you. On this. <laughs> She's got no. the proof, Chris. You're kind of. I have the receipts. I I just remember an RPG being in there somewhere. That's all. Okay. You played WoW. Little. Yep. <laughs> so in my case, I've been going through Game Pass trying to find stuff to kind of you know, kill time with. Uh, you know, find, find something a little bit shorter that just did not want to jump into another giant RPG right after that. So like poking around, I picked up Haven, which is also which is on Game Pass now. I think that's fairly recent release. Yep. Wasn't it like December or something like yep. that? Yeah, so that. like December, January, February, depending on what console you got it on. Platform. Yeah. So this is kind of an indie-ish game. It it the the whole premise is you're playing as these two characters, man and woman, that they, they live in this world where people are where like a computer system kind of decides who your soulmate is and you're just paired up. And these two people have kind of like decided they've fallen in love and want to rebel against that. So they've gone off, taken a spaceship, gone off to this uninhabited world. And this world is all made up of like floating islands in the sky. So it, it is technically an RPG. I mean, it, you know, like it's classified as an RPG. There is combat. Uh, you do, do level up by, by doing things, by, both by fighting enemies and by completing quests. But it's really, really much more about like the exploration and then also like the quiet narrative moments between the two characters. So, like, it, it is a very, I, I swear, it, it's kind of odd because this game has absolutely no story in it whatsoever. And um, uh, Haven has quite a bit of story. But the game I keep thinking about is uh, Flower because at least the 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 actual exploration kind of feels yeah. like yeah exactly you the whole the whole point in this game is that your both characters have like gravity boots so they kind of float and then they can just glide across the uh, the terrain so it, it has that same sort of feel like flower did of, as you're moving across even though flower you were what like kind of con- controlling the wind yep. <laughs> kind of weird more ethereal early uh, PS3 indie uh, game but like yeah the 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 combat could definitely use a little bit more work. Like it's a they they tried to come up with a system where part of the idea is like you're using both characters, and so a lot of the combat system is about uh, doing things where you're timing. Like one character is controlled by one stick, the other character is controlled by another stick, and you'd have to kind of like hold the sticks in certain directions and kind of time things up on the screen so that it all you know like you could do pull off much more much stronger attacks when it was carried out by both characters rather than just one so like there's some interesting stuff there but it kind of moved a little bit slow for my taste 
But the overall like exploration of figuring out like what's going on with this world, why are there floating islands everywhere? Um, you know, keeping them, keeping the two main characters kind of like safe from the uh, government that uh, doesn't want them them to be uh, free, doesn't want people like going off and you know picking the 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 people that they want to be with themselves. Like all that stuff, all the little quiet moments between the two main characters was really good. The the voice acting was really good for like a a small indie game. Like it was a fun little, you know, what is it like 10, 15 hour experience? Are we gonna play that Anna or no? Um maybe. I'm not sure that I would be coordinated enough to play it on my own. Well, we'd be playing co op. Right. That's so that's the other thing I don't think you've mentioned, Josh. You play this co op. Yes. I, I, I didn't I forgot to mention that. Yes, because I played it solo. Mm-hmm. Because it's COVID, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get why. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, their their big promotion was like play it with a loved one. And and it fits like the the story sequences between the two characters were just like really cute. And so I I dug all that kind of all all that part of the game. Aw, Josh is a romantic. Aw, just him and Scotty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, if I play it with a loved one, loved one, will I end up getting a divorce? Yeah. <laughs> Well, then we have another game for you to play at that point. Overcooked. <laughs> it takes two. Oh, it takes two, right. Which is well, literally I, about that, remember? <laughs> well, I'm thinking more of like how multiplayer Mario is divorce worthy. Because <laughs> you're throwing one person off into the law. Yep, and that's that's how my husband rolls. He loves to throw and cause mayhem. <sighs> Gee, I, I wonder what it's like being married to someone like that. Oh, you don't even trust me to play a game with me anymore. Maybe I'm better. <laughs> Spoiler, I'm not better. <laughs> like, I, I won't play a Viscera Cleanup Detail with him because he said that he would... Because he what? Because he, he tried to clean. What? We couldn't hear you. You wandered away from your microphone again. My mic keeps moving on me. I don't know why. I I won't play Viscera Cleanup Detail with him because he says that he will just like wreck everything I try to clean. And I'm like, yeah, that that's a good way to make me just completely have a meltdown. All right. If you guys so remember Viscera Cleanup yep. Detail. Yep. Yeah. So you've also been playing Fantasian, Josh? I, I just picked that up last night. I mean, you know, I played like a couple hours. So you decided um, to subscribe to Apple Arcade? Yeah, basically. Oh, is this the new uh, Sakaguchi game? Yeah, it's Gucci yep. and Umatsu. Right. Yep, yep, this is... Um, Gucci and Umatsu. Gucci and Umatsu. Gucci and Umatsu. No, Gooch! The Gooch and the, and the Matsu have teamed up to make a game... Actually, I think Gucci did most of the... Anyway... This is the one where they filmed real life stuff and then layered video game characters on top. Yes. And it all looks like it's happening on a miniature set because it's happening on a miniature set that they yes. filmed. <laughs> so, like, if Octopath Traveler is the idea of, like, okay, we're going to take a SNES um, RPG and we're going to try and put it, put that sort of aesthetic and gameplay on a modern console, this is like, like if they were took, like, a PS1 RPG, you know, like, we had all those, like, the Final Fantasy games where you had the pre-rendered backgrounds and you had the sprites on them, that's what it plays like. So that's what, it's like this modern incarnation of what a PS1 RPG might look like today. 
and the the art style the the backgrounds and the art is just gorgeous and the soundtrack at least you know like i'm like two hours in so not that much to it so far but the soundtrack is fantastic the the story is like kind of also what you might expect from a ps1 rpg i'm not it's a character he has amnesia he's trying to figure out why he was trying to blow up a a, a factory with a bunch of machines in it that were all trying Listen, to kill him that's not a ps2 era rpg that's just an rpg era rpg yeah true it's enough true RPG. enough <laughs> exactly but the the gameplay is pretty good so far. Like you, you know, it's it's definitely done down so that you can play it on on a, a phone. But it still works pretty well. And, so are you using a controller and, uh, or the touchscreen? Uh, I've been going back and forth between the phone and playing it on the MacBook. But I don't. I, I couldn't get a. It's a Mac, so I couldn't get a control a controller that I own to actually work with it. So I was still using oh. uh, mousing. You should be able to get like the Xbox controller to work. I was trying to. It wasn't. It wasn't cooperating with me last night. So I don't know what I was doing wrong. Josh, to... you have my yeah. envy so bad. I want to play this so bad. It... Okay. Do you have That's any iOS gonna... devices? Isn't it on? Every... No. Oh. No. Ooh. I'm yeah. Android only. The like the last iPhone I had was like what a decade ago. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth. Uh, 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 spending the basically the free trial, signing up for the free trial for Apple Arcade and getting it because so I think they said it's the, worth this nothing, is the first is what you're saying. Yeah, no, it's no, definitely like, worth I, I, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's five dollars a no, month. No, I would totally, <laughs> I would totally pay full bad. price for this game. It is, it is like the the opening part of it is pretty fantastic. I've been impressed with it. I am sure at some point it will hit either an Android device or Switch when the exclusivity deal runs out oh yeah i'm sure next year it'll be out on switch for sure that it, it, it's, it's one of those things these days it's pretty rare for anything go, to go more than about a year for ex- exclusivity but if you yeah, have the maximum exclusivity to, is a year yeah but hey i mean you know like i know a lot of people are upset about that but given the way that miss walker games have sold i'm not sure this game gets made if apple doesn't give them a bunch of money to no i i I totally get it i mean i'm more frustrated at myself that i don't have a device that can play anything on apple but by all means give them exclusivity if it means the game gets made it'll it'll get released eventually yeah it, it, it it's just weird and different like i said you you don't see a whole lot of people almost taking like a really eight HD PS1 aesthetic. I kind of wonder if in like three years that's going to be all the the new hotness of indie RPGs. We get tons and tons of SNES pixel art. We're getting to the era where people are probably going to be nostalgic for PS1. We'll start getting some of that stuff too. Hmm. But then, oh geez. Otherwise, I've been uh, addicted to <laughs> probably not a great game, but it, it it's kept my interest somehow anyway. Mass Effect Andromeda. Since <gasps> Mass Effect is Josh, coming back. No. I, I wouldn't say that I like it. I'd say that for whatever reason I've gotten addicted to it. I oh. think it's just been uh, it's it's been so long since I played a Mass Effect it's game like that it's just like oh it scratches that Yeah. <laughs> so what do you like you don't like it, you're addicted. What does that mean? Are you just <laughs> watching because it's a train wreck? Are you enjoying it? It's called masochism, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> or Stockholm Syndrome. Is, yep. The thing about like, it is, is that it's, 
it's like they took from a mechanics perspective it's really good they they took you know like as mass effect went along it just it ceased to be really an rpg it was more it became more and more just a corridor shooter with alien dating sim thrown and this game has gone much more back to like okay there's like there's actual exploration I mean, the first game had exploration, but it was all just bland planets that, you know, there was nothing on to do or see. And you drove the Mako around, and occasionally you would get the Mako stuck, and you'd have to come and you'd have to call in and get some get some uh, help to get out. Oh my god, get... I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> so this time, like, it's not. Yeah, they've 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 went for a happy medium you know their way of dealing with that was just to get rid of it in mass effect 2 and 3 they brought it back now but it's much more reined in and you can't just land on any world there's like i forget what it is like seven or eight different planets that you can land on and explore so it's more reined in and they've obviously done quite a bit more thought put a lot more thought into actually handcrafting the worlds so there's interesting things to do and see when you're exploring and then there's a lot of rpg there's a lot of customization in your characters in the weapons it's kind of it's almost borderline overwhelming how many different types of points and stuff that you can do and put into research into different types of weapons so you can like spend a ton of time customizing your characters how you want them so like all the rpg mechanical stuff is good the story it suffers because you're you know, like you have those memory, those fond memories of the original Mass Effect, and everything here just feels like a slightly not as good imitation thereof. You know, like the the main character Ryder is like, yeah, she's you know, she or he is okay, but eh, not not quite as good as Shepard. Like, eh, and and you know, you like, yeah, you got the Krogan, but that's not the Krogan's no Rex, and <laughs> on Nobody's and on and on. Rex. Yeah, exactly. But that that's kind of its its real issue, you know. Like all of the characters are okay, but they're just not. You're, you're spending your whole time co- comparing them to the original Mass Effect, and well, they're not as good as that. And whether that was they were really that good, or is it just I spent you know a hundred hours or whatever with a decade ago, and I've forgotten all the bad. That that could also be part of it. Well, it's one of those. It's just fine, right? Yeah. Like that's how you look at it. As it's it's fine. It, it's nothing special, but it's still playable. Yeah. Which like, like isn't great when you think about it. Like, you're just like, I can be spending my time playing something else, but I have done exactly what you're doing right now, where it's just like, this game is mediocre, but it's holding my attention, and it's doing enough things right that I don't mind so much. Yeah. And I mean, I think if all we did was play five out of five games, we would just be overwhelmed. Oh, God, yeah. Or yeah. bored. Like, I hate to say it. I, I love pull, pulling up trash and playing it every once in a while. Yeah, and in this one, I think some of it is just like, like uh, coming off of, uh, you know, giant JRPGs, it feels nice to just play a shooter now. And I'm playing, yeah. a, you know, an RPG shooter with some alien dating. Like, yeah, that's that's good enough for right now. <laughs> well, I, I need think, some pride in my I think, playing. too, I mean, again, we all work for RP Gamer and... RPGs are clearly a core part of what we play, but I know for me, as I've gotten older, I definitely am at that stage where it's like, okay, I just played like a 50, 60 hour RPG. I need to now have the palate cleanser of, I need something really short. I don't care what it is. It just needs to be short. Yeah. Like, 
it just because it's too much sometimes. Like the mo- I, I think to the people who can play like back to back to back to back long RPGs, I'm gonna say something different. Fuck you. I hey! Hey! <laughs> I, 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 I used did. to be able to, and I now I, I just did. can't. And that's it. I mean that with the that fuck you is with the utmost love because I can't do it anymore. It's fuck you with a little heart on the end. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, hey really fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. Both. No. I love you. No. Fuck you. <laughs> but that's it. Like I just, I wish I could. I wish I could go back to back to longer RPGs. I just, I can't do it anymore because I find I, it's like you hit a fatigue point. Like I finished Cyberpunk a couple weeks ago, and oh, like. Man. All the cyberpunk, (laughs) well, that was it. But you know what? Like, that's one of those games where it's exactly what you're talking about, Josh, where it's like, you play it, God, is parts of it so fucking shitty and kind of stupid, but you're also just kind of like, this loop works. Yeah. I'm going to go murk this guy, even though the game's like, do it silently. It's like, you don't need stealth in this game. You don't get punished for it. I'm just going to murk this guy. It's fine. Like, it'll, it'll be fine. Oh, there's a cyber psycho. Take it down quietly. No. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a big deal of stealth, that. and then you can just totally ignore it, and they never put it. Well, and that, that's and that's like, one of the biggest issues with that game, is just, it will tell you that it's, like, four different games. <laughs> and it's like, okay, how, how are you four different games, but also, like, you're this hot fucking mess, and why is Keanu Reeves yelling at me? I don't fucking like him in this game. Fuck you, Johnny Silverhand! I, you're not getting my fucking body. Like, <laughs> Whoa! Go back to Bill. Go back to Bill and Ted, Keanu. Look, it's it's not a spoiler. Johnny Silverhand's a shitbag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's it. Like, I played Cyberpunk, and it was right for the time. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a great quick story. But when I was playing it, uh, I was playing it on PS4, and I got. I got two really fantastic glitches that I ended up actually like screen capping because they were just the weirdest things. One was Ozob the Clown and I hit a guardrail in the car. We got flung over the side into a lake and Ozob is walking on water and still talking to me. <laughs> I have clearly clipped through the lake. <laughs> and I was like, this is Ozob is the new messiah, clearly, because. I don't know what's going on here. He's just walking around. He's talking to me. Oh, like, he's clown Jesus. He's clown Jesus. Um, it was very strange. But my other glitch that I got was, I still think, kind of better, which was, um, so I had a mission at a place called the Dicky Twister. It is a sex club, because of course it is. And I march into the sex club, and I'm getting ready to pay my money to do my quest, and I get hit by a random car in the club. What? <laughs> So a car glitched into the club. It hit me, knocked me back, ran over like a random pedestrian. So the game triggered that apparently I killed this person with the car, even though I didn't drive the car. And I'm like, well, I can't get through this door because this car is here. So I get into the car, try to drive it out. And now everybody's murdering me because I have this car that I didn't ask for. Sam, why did you get in the car? Because I was, I couldn't, I couldn't get around to kill people. (laughs) There was no way that I could just, you know, hack my way through the door because this fucking car is sitting there, and I'm like, this game is so bad, and yet I am having a great time. There you go. 
you can play mediocre, still have a little bit of fun, and then still recognize, wow, this is also a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, I, I think sometimes, and I mean, particularly, you know, those of us who have written reviews, like, I feel like sometimes we look down upon the games that are harmlessly average, if for no other reason than they're really hard to write reviews for. Oh, yeah. To write reviews for, absolutely. Um, Vaughn is describing the mediocre games perfectly, by the way. He says, These chicken nuggets suck, chomp. <laughs> Keep going. Which is which is exactly what he did one day where I made some chicken nuggets, he grabbed one, said that, ate into it, and then continued to steal my chicken nuggets. And I'm like, why are you still eating them? I don't know. Well, I mean, I'll make because the same argument. they're still nugs. <laughs> Bad nugs are still for, uh, nugs. <laughs> for Story of Seasons. Story of Seasons is another example of this game is perfect in its mediocreness. Perfect! It's got a great loop of just, look at me, tend my farm, it's great. Um, and then, like, it does so many things wrong that you're just like, this is dumb. Why can't I put, like, 12 things into this maker at once? Fuck you too, game. I guess I have to have 80 makers on my farm. Well, and like, at the more makers that you put on the farm, the more it lags. The game lags more, and like, your farm just looks hideous. It really does. Like, I'm a person who likes to make a really cute looking farm, and this game is like, fuck you and looking nice, Sam. You're not getting that. <laughs> and then also the trees come back too fast. Yeah, all of this stuff on your farm regrows so fast so fast and you're just like well this is hideous why is there this ugly pine tree in the middle of my crops so again you can have a game even with a great gameplay loop and again it still be chicken you know just chicken nuggets <laughs> kind of like that now i'm gonna use that <laughs> Vaughn will but, appreciate that but that's it like i mean i i think we can all agree like we've all reviewed games in the past that are just there are things that clearly work, and you're like, yeah, I, I, like, this is fine. It works. It's great. Um, and then you like reflect, and you're like, I could have spent my time slightly better on a game that was 3 out of 5. I could have. It's still just a 3 out of 5. <laughs> like, at no point did Story of Seasons move up in my head scale. Like, when I review a game, I like always start at 3, and I move up, or I move down, right? This is one of the rare cases where it just stayed at 3 and... It didn't move. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that that says a lot right there for me. Usually, like, there's a little bit of fluctuation, but no, no. It's usually like, some good and bad. Well, and, I mean, I'm going to make an even more controversial statement, but, like, Story of Seasons, despite some of its technical problems, is still a better game than Cyberpunk 2077. Ooh. <laughs> oh, by far, it is It is a better game, because at least, at least it stays in its fucking lane and knows what you know, oh, Sam. Cyberpunk 2077 doesn't fucking know how to stay in a lane, let alone be a fucking proper game. Oh, and have the dumbest fucking endings ever. At least I got to fuck Judy. That was kind of nice. I like Judy. Uh, <laughs> at least I got to fuck River. That was nice. I like River. But that's it. Like, that game left me so frustrated because it's like, there are kernels of a good game there. And when you see potential like that fucked so royally, it makes you more angry when you play it. Unrealized yeah. potential is the thing that drives me the most crazy Absolutely. games at this point. Absolutely, because you know, you know that 
somewhere along the line, someone decided to put their hand in the pot and go, yeah, yeah, like, if we just change this, it'll be fine. And it's like, no. Like, that, not, no, fuck you, take your hand out of the pot, get out. Like, at one point, it's clear this game had, like, a red pill, blue pill scenario in it. Where it's like, if I take the blue pill, Johnny takes over. But if I take the red pill, I get to keep my dignity. And it's like, then they just took that out. <laughs> and then the game, like, remembers at the end, oh, right, there's a red pill, blue pill mechanic. And you're like, you just remembered this? <laughs> okay, game. I guess I'm going to take that red pill because I sure fucking hate that Johnny Silverhand. <laughs> it really just came back to me going, like, I fucking hate Johnny Silverhand. <laughs> and some of the, just some of the quests in I that game. people liked his performance. No, I, so, I liked Keanu Reeves' performance. Hmm. I do. The but character char- is terrible. The character itself oh, is, okay. is a misogynist prick who deserved to, to die and did. Yeah. yeah. And it was great. Okay. Is Johnny Silverhand a terrorist? No, he's just a dumbass. <laughs> like, I, I could go on about just my frustrations because, again, there are, there are so many missed opportunities in that game. And I think if had I been the reviewer, one, I would have been doxxed and people would have been stalking me. <laughs> <laughs> and two, I would have been meaner than Alex was to it. Ooh. Like, it's, it's just one of those games where... You, you see it coming off The Witcher 3, and you're like, oh, Witcher 3, like, just everything works so well in that game. And yes, there's a reason why people are like, it's the pinnacle of a great Western RPG. You play this hot mess, and you're just like, this is the same guys? Are you sure? Are you fucking sure? Because, wow, this is bad. All right. They got too big for their britches. They did get too big for their britches. Um, considering every quest is literally, go kill this guy. He was a bad man. I mean, like, everyone's bad in Night City. Like, the fact that, like, the cops want you dead, and it's like, but you're helping the cops in the game, so that makes no sense. <laughs> like, there's just so many things that just, ugh. Let's talk, stop talking about mediocre games. I'm Let's just... instead talk about feedback. Let's talk about feedback. That's a great idea. All right. Um, going into, fe- I'm going to say, perfect segue, what's your biggest gaming regret? <laughs> <laughs> playing cyberpunk 2077 and hoping it was a good game that sounds like a good regret right. your guns your uh, guns kelly <laughs> oh what's going on here why is it all right there we go uh platty writes in and says my biggest rpg regret is final fantasy 12 I skipped the whole ps1 era and after enjoying final fantasy 1 through 6 10 was amazing then I excitedly got 12. Nope. Battle system, open world, just the feel of the game was such a departure from what I'd been used to. I beat it, regretted spending time in my life to do so, and haven't touched the IP since. It's only in been in recent times that I've been talking to buying Final Fantasy IX and shall one day try it on my Switch. Nine is good. I don't, I'm not sure about that Switch port, though. How about uh, the Switch port? No, the Switch port was fun. Really? I thought that there was problems with it. Um, it was no, a little unsteady on its legs when it first came out, but it got patched pretty fast. Oh, yeah. okay. Good. Yeah, I played through it, and it was fine on Switch. So. And it's the PC build. Wait, is it the PC build or the iOS build? Uh, I think it's the PC build, which is the iOS build. Oh, my bad. It has the slightly, it has the slightly upgraded graphics of uh, of the portraits and the, okay. the uh, sprites and such. Yeah, but the backgrounds are great. 
gross. All right. Yes, the backgrounds um, are original. They, there is a contrast. So Miles to Halo writes in and says, My biggest gaming regret is about 13 years ago, I moved back to my hometown. Went over to my grandma's house, gathered up all the complete inbox N64 games from my childhood, went to a used game store and traded all that stuff in for a greatest hits copy of Chrono Cross, which I have never played. I am reminded of that boneheaded decision every time I hear someone on a podcast mention Chrono Cross. I'd still I mean, have my, my childhood N64, so I guess that's something. I mean, we've all done this one in some way, I feel. Where it's just like, and then I bought this game that I never played and haven't played yet. Or I sold a bunch of my games, and boy, do I regret it. Yup. I mean, this is why we're doing the backlog feature, Anna. We're going to play those games. Yep. We bought and we haven't played. I, I mean, this is the modern day, you know, our parents, it was baseball cards that they threw away and it turned, it yep. out, turned out being worth tons of money. And for our generation, it's video games. Who the hell knew in 20, 30 years they'd be worth tons of money? Magic cards. No way. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think everybody has a story of I got rid of it and boy, do I regret it. I have a good story about that with books. Oh, no. I got rid of a Lynn Fleming series that I really liked and then had a moment of what the fuck? How did, why did I get rid of this? I am a dumbass. Went to the used, same used bookstore and somehow found the same copy that had my name in it. <laughs> so I my book. That's funny. That was embarrassing. I told the it clerk wanted that to find you. Like, it's like, uh, so this was mine at one point. I don't know how it got here. Here's your nickel. Can I just <laughs> take this? Thanks. But no, even with games, yeah, I've definitely done that one for sure. Where it's just like, I have so much regret. Why did I do that? I did that last I, year. I, I rebought Advance Wars because I sold my copies of Advance Wars years ago. Yeah, I did do that because I gave all, a bunch of my SNES games to my nephew. And then regretted it. And then I also gave um, my copy of Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission to a co-worker whose nephew was basically stuck in a hospital um, doing chemo. And yeah, and I wanted I went through my collection. It's like, you know what? He he can have these two. I haven't really played them in a while. And then even though it was a good deed, I ended up regretting it because as soon as they were gone, it's like, I want to play those again. (laughs) But luckily I found them used. Nope. All right. Let me tell you, my cousin borrowed like a couple of my games while his wife was pregnant, and one of them was Chrono Trigger on DS. And I said, if you don't fucking give this back to me, I will break your legs. I don't care that you have a newborn <laughs> child. And he looked at me he was like, wow. You know, he's like, the sad part is, I believe you. <laughs> so when his kid was born, I was like, so where's my copy of Chrono Trigger? He's like, it's in the mail. Fuck, Jesus, woman. Like, that's all I care about. <laughs> He's like, I he's like, man, I'm good. He called me a bitch. I deserve it. <laughs> All right. Um, Featherhoof says, my biggest regret is skipping the Monster Hunter series of games for so long until the wait for the PC version of Monster Hunter World led me to buy Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on 3DS to pass the time. Is that right? MH4U? Yep. Um, before I had only played the demos of three and four and was sort of lukewarm world was going to be my jumping on point, but playing for you, um, not only made me realize what I've been missing, but also that monster hunter has crap demos that don't do their gameplay justice for newcomers. 
seems legit. Uh, fighting the same monster over and over is boring when there's no payoff, uh, such as loot or monster drops to make new armors and weapon progression. Now I've played Monster Hunter for Ultimate, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, Monster Hunter World, and Iceborne, and I recently got Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on Wii U that I plan on playing through once I've gone through all of Rise's available content. I have myself all the great I like want, and I'm waiting for the next uh, new content oppie. Uh, sorry, next new content update. If only I could go back to my younger self and drop a copy of Monster Hunter on P for PS2 on him, I could have been enjoying this series for much longer. No, you would have had to buy a network adapter and probably a hard drive, and that extra cost might not have been worth it. All right. Sam, do you have any gaming regrets besides Cyberpunk? Um, hmm. Like, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but no, I think, I do think Cyberpunk may have been the most recent. Do you have Just any gaming regrets, Josh? Ooh. <laughs> Volunteering to review really comes- Mariage? Uh, uh, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Which in I should have known there. Only one that comes to mind from like childhood, like that sort of regret, would probably be the, uh, getting a Sega CD because that didn't really work out that well. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah that that was a, that was an expensive Christmas present that didn't get played too much. And you probably didn't get the few good Sega CD games like Popful Mail or uh, no. both no. Lunars. No, of course not. Yeah, I, I mean, Sonic Shmups? CD. That was all I ever played. Oh, come on. The the sort of irony is we ended up getting a Sega CD because they went uh, unbelievably cheap in Canada, but there were no games available for sale. So I had a Sega CD growing up, but no games to play on it. Not because I didn't, just because I didn't have access to them. Sucks to be us! <sighs> How you liking I, I, those uh, $90 AAA games, Sam? fucking hate them. <laughs> you think the price of those will ever come back down? Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the stage now where I let Scott buy me games because I'm just, I'm so miserable when I see the prices. Um, most of the time, like again, because I'm doing this backlog challenge, I have really pushed myself to just be like, you know what, I can wait for a sale or, oh look, Alex offered a review code. I'm going to do some work. <laughs> right? Like... <laughs> No, I, I, I hate that games are $90, especially because there's a good chunk of them that are not worth that price point. Cyberpunk 2077. Um, did I say that too loud? Sorry, but Kelly? I was going to say, explain to me why they're 90 bucks in Canada again. Is it taxes? It's taxes. Yeah. Like, a lot of it is taxes. Uh, Ontario has one of the highest retail taxes. Yeah, 15% HST. Yeah. Thank you, Stephen Harper, for your crappy Harper tax, because that's what the H stands for. <laughs> it's not what the H stands for, but actually, why does the H stand for crappy? Homogenized. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's homo- the the joke is is uh, Harper was the premier of Ontario when the taxes came about, and I get it. Okay, the so Stephen Harper tax—that's what we called it, and we hate that man, so it's fine. Um. Yeah, no, games are just $90 because of taxes. Depending and in general, they're just more expensive. 
they've always been more expensive. Like I remember like being a kid and master system games were like close to $90 at one point. Like mm-hmm. um, I remember being a kid and wanting the original fantasy star and it was $90. It was so expensive. It was so expensive for fantasy star, but then there were other games where it's like, they were like maybe like 40, $50. This was like before MSRP on video games was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you're giving me like a moral conflict. Would I rather have free health care or affordable games? It's free health care. It's always because <laughs> apparently you can't have both. <laughs> That's right. Take your pick. I want free health care because I don't want to die or have to pay lots of money so I don't die. It's a nope, really nice uh, thing. I, I'm with you. I would take free health health care over affordable games any day of the week communists and again the one the one benefit is games do go on sale and with the way games are going especially right now a lot of those triple a titles go on sale by like what six months after the fact so or they end up on playstation plus or like there's so many options now so again i'm never really feeling like unless i have to have it day one which is very rare nowadays like i can wait I'm okay with it. Vaughn is like, wait, Canada has its own Texas? Oh, you're talking about Quebec? Yes. No, no, no. Canada's Texas is Alberta. Alberta, people. Get it right. Alberta I don't know. I feel like Texas. there's... I don't know. Quebec, Quebec is, a, is a different monstrosity because you have to remember in Quebec, there was actually only two parties that Quebec likes, the Liberal Party and the Bloc Party. And the, and the Liberal Party isn't even liberal. They're centrist. They are centrists. And <laughs> it's really silly um, because Quebec will basically go, well, we sure hate those cons, so they'll always vote against things that the cons do. <laughs> but then be like, I sure hate those things Justin Trudeau is doing. <laughs> vote against him. And it's like, can you guys just make up your mind and stop being a mess? Please and thank no. you. Uh, and Quebec sure. goes, fuck all of you, no. I can't turn right on a red light, but Tabernak, I can go straight through it. That's right. Thank you, Anna. (laughs) So what's Canada's Florida? I need to know this. We don't really have a Florida because for the most part, I mean, actually, you could slightly argue that Quebec is Canada's Florida because they have not been taking COVID seriously at all. Uh, They're getting vaccinated faster than Ontario is, which I'm... I'm impressed by, not going to lie. Um, but they are the closest to Florida because they just, again, they do whatever the fuck they want. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, but you don't party. have Quebec man in the same way that you have Florida man. No, and that's kind of, that's why I'm hesitant to say that. Like, Quebec is probably the closest, but we don't really have, like, a, a Florida man or just, you know, a, a Florida in Canada. <laughs> and, I, I mean, I'm kind of grateful for that. I'm not going to lie. All right. Bad enough we have Texas we have fake Texas. <laughs> so run by Ted Cruz's, you know, creepy zombified cousin. Yeah, what's up with that? Anyways, uh our question of the week this week is pretty simple. So we were talking about it earlier. I'm going to be streaming either Yakuza Like a Dragon or the Final Fantasy VII remake next. Which one do you think I should be tackling and why? So, Let Anna know this week. Answer the question. Make Anna's decisions for her. <laughs> I like decision making. <laughs> All right. So if you want to answer our question of the week, 
You can reach out to us in a few ways. One, you can email us. It's podcast at rpgamer.com. You can call or text us. Leave a voicemail at 608-729-4098. You can come listen to the show live at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Or you can go like Featherhoof and Miles the Hilo and Platy did and go to rpgamer.com, find the latest podcast um, show and slap a comment in the replies. All right. It's time for the news. Beep, 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 beep. Um, this isn't on the news, but I just wanted to say um, PSN is having a huge spring sale right now with a whole bunch of RPGs on sale, including Persona 5 Royal and 13 Sentinels for $35.99. That was but like one of my games of the year last year. Go buy 13 Sentinels. 13 Sentinels. And this sales. is why I wait for sales. Sales fix all my problems. Um, not, not sponsored by Atlas. I just wanted to throw that out there because 13 Sentinels was an amazing game last year. And I think more people needed to play it. Anyway. I, I will play it. It's so it good. There are giant robots. I'm going to play it. You know, the funny thing is that the giant robots is, is the best part about that game. It's just a good story. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, but um, real real notes time. We've got a review from Everhood from Gabriel Moacasa. He gave it a four out of five, said that it has an engaging and unconventional battle system, a varied soundtrack, and a bright psychedelic visuals, but characters lack depth and grammar mistakes and long load times hamper the experience. Boo. Game that looked like Undertale. Um, Alex uh, reviewed Neptunia Virtual Stars. Big surprise, he gave it a 2 out of 5. Said that it has p- appeal for hardcore Neptunian VTuber fans and a, f- a few funny parody moments, but the combat system sucks and enemies are either trivial or annoying. I'm just sad because playing a game with Corona in it sounds amazing, but also Neptunia has been getting progressively worse. Wait, is Corona in that game? Yeah, she's one of the VTubers. Oh, I didn't know. Who else, who else did they get? Is it um, just that group or other groups? So there's, I think, three people from Hollow Live in total. And then I didn't recognize the other names. Oh, no. A Neptunia game is bad. I am gobsmacked. <laughs> Color is shocked. They, they didn't. They weren't. They were <sighs> at least fun to start. But they. That's fair. The problem is, is they don't do anything new. Um, like Sega Hard Girls was awesome, but also that was the last one that I can think of that that was really good. I didn't mind the Muso ones I had to review. The Muso ones were okay. Well, and then they did Super Neptunia RPG and it was a different company and like they had a lot of really cool ideas, but none of them came together well. Oh, I, I noped out of that so fast. Like, Which is such a bummer. someone someone had said to me, it's like, oh, it's Valkyrie profile, so you'll love it. So I was like, okay. And Alex had an extra code at what that time, and I put maybe an hour in, and I was like, oh, fuckity, nope, 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 this is garbage town, fuckity, no. And I deleted it so quickly. I haven't thought of it since until you brought the trauma back. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. I it's and fine. and so this is going to come up in the the later in the news section. But I will bring it up at that point. So carry on, Kelly. Uh, we have a Black Legend review by Luis Mauricio. 
Um, gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Said that it has original classes, weapons, and enemies. Has an immerse- immersive city with many places to explore. An appealing dark style. And alchemy takes the battle system to another level. And the negative, yet it feels unnecessarily compl- complicated and vaguely explained. Um, also, moving through battles and menus isn't easy. And there are bugs. Ooh. So, play it Seems legit. Um. You've got a Citizens Unite Earth Plus Space review by Ryan Costa. He gave it a 2.5 out of 5. Um, distinct fun character designs, a uh, handy combo pack for newcomers with two decent RPGs, and voice acting that helps make the player care for each of the characters. The negatives, the voice acting is for some one-dimensional and can get grading. Um, said that nothing added to it really made it worthwhile for veterans of the franchise and that playing at both at the same time makes the experience feel longer. He feels like how I felt about that one uh, evolution evolution game for the GameCube. Oh, yeah. Evolution Worlds put together Evolution <laughs> 1 and 2. That was yeah. you, you have to play those games like a couple of years apart. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm just going to make a statement because I proofed this review and I, I felt for Ryan. Um, it's a fucking dumb concept. <laughs> it is. Um, the idea of playing the two games simultaneously to only unlock really dumb shit is a waste of time. Like, if you're going to make two games work simultaneously, make the payoff worth the player's time and at no point when i was reading his review did i find any payoff and when i asked more questions like ryan was very like um you know it's just these library books i'm like that's fucking dumb and i'm sorry you had to play two games simultaneously and neither of them good that's weird (laughs) that they make you play them at the same time oh and that was what i thought was very strange too because again if you're gonna use that as a concept make it like the stories merge together, make it so that the content feels like it should work together. And when he was explaining it, it's like at no point does the content feel like it works together. So it's like, so why would you go back and forth between these two games? When like you say not, when you say playing at the same time, you're like switching back and forth. You're switching back and forth. So you hit a spot in one where you can't move on, so you have to go to the other one? That was my understanding of it. And again, for no real payoff. It's like on paper, that sounds amazing. But in practice, it because they have nothing to do with each other, that just sounds stupid. Yeah. I mean, they they there is a link between the two of them, but it sounds like the reward that you get for playing it that way isn't enticing enough. No. And like I, I, that's why I like I, I felt for him, even when I was proofing that review because it was just he was having a hard time kind of explaining it all. And I, while I understood what he was going for, it's like no, this is actually more the game's fault than it is his explanation. And it's it it just sounds like a mess, honestly. Like if I reviewed it, it would have been a one point five or one. <laughs> Because I'm a bitch. <laughs> one point five out of one. That's really good. That's one hundred fifty percent. You know what I mean. Oh. One point five, five or one. Oh, or one. okay. I talk too fast sometimes. No, I, I was. I want the one point five out of one game. That sounds. Great. That sounds like a bad plan. 
That's that's thirteen sentinels. Yay! Thirteen uh, sentinels. A hundred and fifty percent awesome. Hundred and fifty percent weird. The, the next game on your list there, Kelly, Hero Bank, sounds fucking delightful. <laughs> yeah, so Michael <laughs> Baker did he reviewed Hero Bank, which is a Japanese P, um, 3DS game. Gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Says that it proudly bears wrestling themes, has engaged in interesting combat, and takes take it takes itself the proper amount of seriously. The negative, some mini games are trickier than, trickier than others. So this is a wrestling RPG? Yup. Okay, that sounds fun. And like, it was all never- your, out- oh. your outfits matter. Um, outfits give you, like, I think it's different skills. Like, no, no, th- this game sounds redonky in the best possible way. Like, I would probably play the hell out of this. I wonder if there's a fan translation. Maybe. Don't know. Um, we've also got a Loop Hero Deep Look from Zach Webster. Does that mean that he couldn't finish it? He did he not couldn't. finish it. Okay. And... Um, Given what it's a hero is, it would be very hard to finish. You don't really finish; you just do better each time. No, I mean you can finish. finish. There, there is a like end credits and a final boss to overcome. But like, I have watched people fight that final boss, and there is a lot of luck. Oh, is it FTL again? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Says that it's a fascinating balancing act that is difficult to describe in words, but once in hand, it's initially addictive. That's the tagline. Um, you got more in-depth stuff. Uh, I mean, the game looks interesting as hell. I just I think it looks like it's also kind of hard to get into. It looks like the kind of game that isn't going to be for me, but that doesn't necessarily make it bad. Yeah, uh, I will wait for a Switch port. Um, we got Hoshiwo Mirohito impression from Michael Baker, and all you need to know about this is his tagline, My God, it's full of crap. Ah. This no. is that that very famous Kusoje RPG that they put on Switch for some reason. Because, uh, I don't know, I guess they own the fact that it's a crap game? Yeah, um, he has like a list of things as to why this game sucks. Like the graphics looks awful, walking speed is just outpaced by snails, uh, controls lack a return button, so you have to lock in your choices. Um, there's one place in the game that functions as an inn, and it's in the hidden village. Um, exiting town, caves or, tun- or dungeons will take the player to unrelated locations including back to the beginning of the game <gasps> wrong warps <clears throat> that's bullshit the menu and co- the menu in combat cuts off the final digits of the hero's hp leading to some guesswork <laughs> no <laughs> that is a no is this all intentionally bad you know, the more I read about this game, the more I think that it's somebody like that one joke with the or that one game with the Japanese comedian that was like an anti game that I'm blanking on the name of Takahashi what, something the game story or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, this sounds like that, but in RPG form. That somebody just made this bad intentionally just to see what they could get away with. Alrighty, this is still. No. With so many good games, why would you play a deliberately bad game? Well, 
we're not sure it's deliberately bad. It may just be bad. With so many good games, why would you play a bad, bad game? Um, um, ask charity God. stream He's for the one doing it right now. Oh, <laughs> charity <laughs> stream for the lulls. Yeah, okay. Uh, Takahashi's Challenge, that was the one that I was trying to come up with. It was a game by a Japanese comedian that basically was trying to make an anti-game. Um, watch YouTube videos of it, it's hilarious, but yeah, that's what this sounds like. The anti-RPG. No. <laughs> is what I'm back to. So never come... If it ever comes to the U.S., I will buy this game for Chris, and I will donate fifty bucks to Extra Life to get. Oh, she won't be real. It, it did. It, it did is. come out. Wait, it did. Yes, it it's did on Twitch. That's what it's this is a review of. I thought that. Well, I thought it wasn't it wasn't on the American store. No, it is. No, it's on the American store. Actually, I'm not sure it came out in Japan. Okay. Well, well that's what makes I'm not going to play it. I'd be more not likely to go for... back to Deadly Towers. Not even for charity? Oh, no. We'll make it one of his stretch goals for extra life. Oh, okay. I will help donate to that stretch goal. Because I want to put Chris through pain. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just flabbergasted because I looked for this game because I was going to get it just to play it for the lulls. And I couldn't find it. I don't know. Maybe Maybe I just didn't search hard enough. Anyway, um, we got Adventure Corner with Root Film from Alex Fuller. This was a this was a sequel to Root Letter. I played Root Letter last year. I enjoyed it. Um, see, what did he think of Root Film? There isn't really a byline to go by. Um, he said that it does he a good liked job. He it, of... but it wasn't as good as Root Letter. Ah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a TV murder mystery. Yes. Okay. So you can read what he thought of that there. And we've got several backlogging the years, um, starting with Sam, who just talked about hers. Yeah, we don't. We, it's fine. A little bit. I, I a talk little about bit. games. I, funny enough, like I said, any, any of the games I talked about earlier, they're not in there. But go uh-huh. read it. There, There's there's some good. I mean, oh, it's a lie. I talked about Cyberpunk. God, I hate myself. Uh, don't read it for my frustrations with Cyberpunk and my hard-on for Final Fantasy VII Remake. That, those are good, right? Yep. What was, good the game, what was the game that's a screenshot at the bottom of the list with you said, hey, girl, hey? Oh, let me, let me double check. Because my, my brain is cottage cheese most days. Let me see. Let me look. I can tell you what it is. Hey, girl. Hi. I just love saying, hey, girl. Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, girl. Hey. That is Story of Seasons. Okay. Because like, that's, that's not my boy. And I'm like, I didn't make a boy. It's just that's one of the screenshots they gave us. And I have a better screenshot of making out with Laura. Hey, girl. Hi. Uh, it just it looked like a very cute game. I wanted to see what it was. I'm yeah, that's Story of Seasons. Okay. I would say uh, pick up Poot once the couple of patches have hit. Yes. Okay. That, is, that is a good way of looking at Poot. I will put Poot on my wish list. Poot! Uh, I, I'm still mad that they call, didn't call it All of Town Pioneers. 
OTP. OTP. Yes. One time yeah. password? No, one true no. pairing. We what? talked about this. One true what? One true, one true pairing. pairing. Mm. It is a it, fan fiction concept. Yeah. One time password. Where? No, one true pairing. It's where you're not supposed to pair characters with each other because with other characters because they're kind of meant to be. The couple in my book is a one true pairing. Anyways, moving on. Uh, backlog in the year with Paul Scarelli, who played Crisis Core, um, said that the combat system was fun, but the story's crazy. I'm I'm behind that. He played Lufia in the Fortress of Doom. This is the. It's the first game, but it's this. It's the takes place after Lufia Two. Yeah, Lufia Two is a prequel, if I recall correctly. Yeah, um, forgot what he said about it. I'm not sure. He says that he's looking forward to playing the sequel slash prequel. Um, in Paper Mario, uh, Persona Three: Dancing in Moonlight, played a lot. Very good games. And then Anna backlogged. I think you already talked about most of that, though. Yep. Oh, I forgot about that strawberry vinegar game that was the food porn game. Oh, so much food. I tweeted you guys some some videos and pictures, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we've got the quest for the best battle system from Jason McFadden. This is a long editorial that just kind of goes into different battle systems and different games and what he thought about them. Yeah, this is our new editorialist. So give his editorial a read and leave a comment. Yes. Now that leads to news. Actual news. I I think we did the news thing too early than that. There was editorials first, but whatever. And a shock to absolutely no one, Final Fantasy XI Mobile has been canceled. Yeah. Did anyone actually remember this was being made? Yes. No, but we've been waiting a long time for them to cancel this. Yeah. <laughs> this is a thing? Yeah, they were yeah. going to port eleven to mobile and, and make it have new systems and be its own thing. and Yeah, yeah be single player. I never understood how this was going to work. No. Uh, they never did either. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> no. All right. Yeah, that seemed that seemed like a strange choice, but now it's gone. It's a memory. Well, it was being done by like Nexon, so we also figured it'd be free to play garbage. So Yeah. Real exciting. Uh, Monst- <laughs> uh, Monster Harvest release dates have been announced. This is for uh, Maple Powered Games Monster Harvest. It's going to be action RPG farming sim and monster collection. Going to come out digitally for PC and Switch on May thirteenth, twenty twenty one. Are you thinking with... about picking this up, Sam? I'm curious. If I'm being honest, I don't. I kind of want to see a little bit more, but I am intrigued, and I have it on my wish list. That's that's where I'm at with it. We should have you review it. I mean, you can. <laughs> it's a thing I can do. I'm going to review Putin. So why not all there? the farm games. And then just, I will hate. We're just going to chain her to the basement. And, and she Did will she review play one farming world games forever. No. No. I don't even think we got a code for one world. And again. Yeah, it, it, I don't handle one, the review codes. And it's a. I will check it out when it goes on sale sort of situation. Because these, these ones. I, I reviewed. 
one of the Nav's May Harvest Moons years ago and hated it, unfortunately. But my understanding is they've gotten progressively better. So I'm willing to give it a try. It Actually, I think we better. have one world at work. So I might get it from work. We'll see. Gordon's Still like, it's better. <laughs> I need to Chris play doesn't like farming I games. I'm very curious about this game. Also, the um, Xbox One and PS4 releases are for June 3rd, 2021. Monster Harvest. No, that's quick. Monster Harvest. Oh. Monster Harvest. Um, world. <laughs> I'm going to butcher this name. Shachibato is launching on Steam next week. Yeah. Bato. This is a roguelike strategy RPG that puts players in charge of an adventuring company, and it looks funny. Okay. Like, looks kind of cute. comedic. Yeah. The That's art looks one. really cute. Did we have a price or anything? I don't see a price in the... Price for yeah, DLC. it's just launching for PCVs. Say what? There's a price for the DLC with Neptunia. Yeah. Oh, and technically this already launched. This was a story from last week, so I should have... Corrected that. Uh, it's it's uh, twenty bucks on Steam. Uh, ah, I see. And then we got a trailer focusing on Fantasian with the music, and it's going to get a two-part release. I didn't know that. Um, the current part one apparently is out now. Yep. Yeah. A stealth release that with a bunch of other stuff from Japanese devs Thursday with no yeah no it was real... wild all of a sudden thursday i got like four push notifications it's like we think you might like this game we think you might like this game and it's like um a whole bunch of games not only dropped in japan but dropped here yeah oh and there's an interesting little video with nobuo uematsu composing the music wearing a mask yeah he has been really sick the last couple of years it turns out oh god when he dies, I'm going to be devastated. Or if he dies, I'm going to be devastated. Well, when? I mean... Unless he's immortal. When When is okay? I I know. Just I didn't know he was sick, and that concerns me quite a bit. Quite a bit. The, the music in the game is just fantastic. It really is. Um, don't give up a cynical tale is heading to Switch. This is Taco Pizza Cat Games. That's an interesting name for a company. Um, it's going to come out on the eShop April 8th and is available to pre-order now, priced at uh, $9.99 with a 50% discount. And this game looks very indie RPG. With a little bit of Earthbound. Um, Art style is really cute, actually. Yeah. Yeah, um, for you Stadia players that need more Falcom in your life, Ease and Trails of Cold Steel games are coming. So yeah, no, not coming. Uh, there. Oh, there. Yep. Oh, another. They're there. Yeah. So it's Ease Eight, um, Cold Steel Three and Four, and then some sort of shmup that Nisa put out. Um, all hit uh, this week. Yeah, this week. When's Ease Nine? Launching in summer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at the same time as the Switch and PC launch, I think they said, or as close oh, to it okay. as possible. So, so we'll see if Stadia is still around when that hits. But. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Hey, if that's the only way to play your games, um, play Ease 8 because it's fabulous. No, that's true. I will play Ease 8 on yes. my PS4. 
Yes. I rebought so Ease 8 on Switch, and I've just kind of been holding off replaying it because I have a billion other games to play. But you don't want to play Big Hole? Or did they fix that? Well, they fixed that a long time ago. They fixed that so long ago that by the time I got around to playing the Vita version, it didn't even exist anymore. (laughs) I will always always call it Big Hole. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Big Hole in our hearts. Yes. (laughs) Um, Under the Island was announced. Sorry. Uh... What? This is by developer Slime King Games. What is, it's what a, is by Slime King uh, Games? Under the Island. It follows a girl who ha- must venture into the island's depths to prevent it from sinking and has four main dungeons that can be tackled in any order. It looks very Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, that sounds very Zelda y. It looks very Zelda esque. Sorry, I had to write something down. It's, it's very hard to type down show titles and do news at the same time. Um, fishing RPG your sacrifice, Kelly. Right. Fishing RPG Moonglow Bay announced a uh, slice-of-life fishing game planned for the PC, Xbox One, and Series XS. And it's going to be included in Game Pass. And I'm just... Gonna... Is it wrong for me to be salty this isn't on the Switch? Yeah. I think so. I would play it on Switch. Okay, so... Um, so it's right obviously gave them some money, so, you know. Oh, yeah. That's true. It looks very cute. I've never played a fishing RPG. I probably should. <gasps> you should That's check so out fun. the old River King games. Oh, here we go. River King! Yeah, too bad Marvelous well, Deep Six the series. Is going... What? It's not That's a so Natsume cool. game. It's a, it's a Marvelous it. game. Published it. Some of them. Let's see, Not list all of, of them. List of River King video games. Oh wow, this series is as old as the Famicom. Yep. He stole the mouse and left. What? Scamper stole the mouse in the bed and left. <laughs> there was a mouse here. It's gone now. <laughs> oh, well, that happened video. a while ago, Chris. You didn't oh, see no. that? No. <laughs> he just came, took the mouse and left. <laughs> Too so funny. the most recent release of the River King would have been April 29th, 2008 for Nintendo DS. Yep. Yeah, there was um, there was more planned, but they all got canceled. That's sad. Yeah, I know. I liked that series. I'm sad that it's like never coming back. Well, I guess it's coming back in spirit with um, that game that I just said that I closed the tab and now can't remember the name of. This is fine. Moon Glow Bay. Yes, Moon Glow Bay. Thank you. Sorry. Um, Astria Ascending has been announced. This is by um, publisher Dear Villagers and developer Artisan Studios. Um, So this is the game that I was talking about. Oh. So um, the um, Artisan Studios is the people that made... um, the Super Neptunia RPG. And so I read the press release for this and I thought it was kind of disingenuous that they don't mention uh, SNRPG at all. All they do <laughs> is talk about it. It's people that made Final Fantasy. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, because- but also the only other game under the belt of this company was bad. 
So everybody's like, oh, it's going to be like Final Fantasy series veterans. And I'm just like, I'm not excited for this. I, I mean, when you're, when you're doing a PR, you're going to mention the stuff that's actually successful, not the stuff that sucked. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was weird that like they have completely divorced themselves from their previous game. Yeah. Um, but the f- contributions from Final Fantasy people include a narrative from K- Katsushige Nojima, art from Akihiko Yoshida, and Hideo Minaba, and music from Hitoshi Sakimoto. I've never heard of any of those names. Josh? It, it, it w- Sam? Yeah? It, it, Are any looks- of those names ringing bells for you? Sakimoto uh, did uh, music for, what, Valkyria Chronicles and a bunch of other stuff. I believe so, yeah. I mean, it looks interesting. It looks beautiful. So, I guess the jury's up. We'll have to see. It's coming to all the systems, except Stadia. They're being developed for all the systems expected to launch later this year. Well, Um, if it's coming out later this year, the Stadia won't be around. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I have to stop milking that joke. Good decision. I'm sorry, it's so much easier to say all the systems in the list them, but then I remember Stadia is a thing. Let's see what Not else. Much. Yeah, we've got action roguelike rogue like Loot River announced. This is an interesting trailer with bird people, apparently. Okay. Um, being developed for PC and Xbox One, expected to launch later this year. Let's see, we got a shopkeeping RPG called Floating Irons of the Nucifera announced. Yay! I, I, I'm, I am highly intrigued by this. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's got a cat. Automatic win. Automatic win. Cat! I like cats. Yeah, and you're the daughter of the first merchant to set up an airborne island, uh, to set up a merchant place on these airborne islands. So looks looks promising. I like shopkeeper RPGs. So got an action RPG announced called Death's Door, being done by Devolver Digital and Acid Nerve. Um, this is set in a world where crows. Oh wait, this was the crow one. What was the other one? That wasn't crow. Never, never mind. Death's Door is where crows are tasked with collecting the souls of the dead. However, the player's assigned stole, soul is stolen, requiring it that they track down the thief. Ha, cute. Yeah. Let's see, we've got two new blue reflection pro- projects. Um, oh, this is by Gust. Yeah, yeah you so were, this... The, the original game, didn't you, Sam? Uh-huh. This, <laughs> this one, I feel like, tore up a lot of my friends. Because the editor and the localizer on this are, like, people that are well-known and well-established yep. in the gaming yep. industry. Um, but yep. also, the game was short. The game... Okay. I love Magical Girls. I think Magical Girls are awesome. And when I saw Blue Reflection the first time, I was like, oh my god, it's a Magical Girl RPG. This is going to be amazing. And I fucking hated it. <laughs> Like, I was so mad about it because there was so many things. I'm like, this could have been done better if just Gus didn't handle it. Let's be realistic here. Uh, no, Blue, Ref- Blue Reflection has potential to be a very good game. But there's so many things that it, it did very awkwardly or just didn't work. And just in general, the personality of the three girls was 
the type of stuff that I personally do not like because it was very like it's that very moe girl kind of thing and that is that is a nope to nope to nope 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 town for me um i i am skeptical of blue reflection too i am going to watch it because i still do like gust sort of am i gonna regret still liking gust i hope not because uh, there are days you think they should just stay in their lane and keep with the Atelier games? Yeah, but uh, she didn't like Rise of Two, up, though. So okay. They're fucking up those games, so. I don't know, then. I'm, I'm, I'm hurting with Gust. I'm hurting with Gust because I'm, I'm at the stage where I'm like, have I outgrown these games that I've loved for many years? No, I hope and not. And I think the answer might be yes, unfortunately. <gasps> I, Sam! You know, if I, it might have finally happened because Rise of Two definitely had some moments where it tested my patience in a way that I almost broke my television. Because <laughs> the localization was so bad at explaining things. Um, like, I don't... I, I'm going to be honest. Like, the games most of the time themselves are fine. Whoever's handling the localizations lately, though, are dropping the ball and dropping them hard. Is it... It's not still Actil, is it? I don't, I honestly did not pay attention this time around because I was so miserable. <laughs> but no, like, they're very half-hearted. They don't really explain things. So there are moments where, like, I had to ask Michael Baker for help because I was like, I don't understand what I need to be doing. And I screenshot him, like, what I'd get stuck on. And he's like, wow, that's a terrible explanation. <laughs> and I'd be like, do you understand what this means? Because I don't. <laughs> Um, so no, like I, I, I struggled with Ryza too. That's why we came to the consensus of a, a three out of five. Cause the localization was enough to tank it for me to two, five was what I was looking at. If I had reviewed it on my own. Um, and Michael would have done a three, five cause he didn't have to deal with the localization. So Interesting. that's why that review was a happy medium the way that it was. Um, it's, it's hard. Gust is trying new things in their games, but the problem, and I, I think I summed it up really well in the Riser review, and I actually feel about the reflection as well this way, is Gust will have these ideas for games, and then they'll decide to fix things that aren't broken. So yeah, like, well, no, that's, that's, that's an atelier great. staple. Yeah, like it's an atelier, if, if for sure, is especially with the recent ones, I would say. Like, Riser 1 had a lot of really good things. Like, a lot of people's complaints with Riser 1 was just it's very slow in pace. I can agree with that. But the mechanics worked. Whereas this game, it's like, let's fix mechanics that, like, were not broken in the first game, but we just don't think they're as good. And it's like, why did you change them? This makes no sense. This is kind of dumb. Fuck you, too. You wasted my time. Um, oh. If there's anything you've all learned from this podcast, I don't like my time wasted. I don't. Yeah, we've we've talked about, like, how games can sometimes struggle to respect your time. Yeah. And I think that is always going to be a very important conversation to have, even in COVID where, yes, we have a lot more time for different things and technically, I guess more patience, but respecting time is <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but respecting time is really valuable. And I'm, I've been finding JRPGs in general as of late are not very good at that. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's why, and I know I'm kind of banging on a drum here that maybe people are tired of hearing, but like 
the rise of the sub 20 hour indie JRPG has kind of been something that I've really been enjoying. I'm not opposed to super long games. I mean, I have played at least one super long game every year for years and years and years, including last year. I think I actually did two, maybe even three. I've Um, already played myself. So, and so like, I, I definitely enjoy those, but I also sometimes just want a game that I am able to play it and finish it within like a week. And I mean, I say that as I am like 77 hours into Bravely Default 2. But you go to Bravely Default to get a 70-hour experience or a Persona or a Dragon Quest. Yes, absolutely. Although I I kind of reject the premise that Dragon Quest games have to be long. They don't have to be. The stuff you do, the stuff you grind on in Bravely Default is not as fun as the stuff you grind on in Atelier Ryza. That's fair. I think the time like, spending components could be better in some of those long games. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I quite agree with you, Chris. I think one of the issues is just when you have a series that is known for being long, you get it and you understand that that's the investment you're making. Like when you play a Persona game, you always know you're going to hit 60 hours at least, right? You yeah. understand well, that Falcom games yeah. aren't yeah. short. I mean, that's the first you, month. And that's it, right? Like, when you play a Falcom game, like Trails of Cold Steel, you know it's going to be at least a 60-hour-long game. You recognize the investment that's going in there. It's when games will try to tout that same level of investment, but there's not enough content there, or the way they've done the content doesn't work, where you feel like your time is disrespected. And Ryza 2 is a wonderful example of my time was disrespected repeatedly. Really? Where it was like... Yes, I'm playing Rise of Two right now. I don't feel that way. Yes, but remember, Rise of Two is only your second Atelier game. Yeah, and so you don't. All I'm doing is spending time doing Alchemy again. Yeah, but you (laughs) you don't have the experience of a streamed line experience because Rise of One also had pacing issues. Mm. Well, like when you, yeah, you can't play it for the story. The cutscenes are all awkwardly portioned (laughs) out. Yeah, like. You're going to get later in the game, Chris, mm-hmm. and you will find the point where the game disrespects your time. Uh-oh. It's a very it's a very obvious moment. Oh, okay. Michael, Baker, All right. Michael Baker actually agreed with me on it as somebody who was Whoa, very first Rise of 2. Even he had to admit that there was a portion of that game where it's like, oh. wow, this is actually disrespecting oh, the player's scared. time. Um, the Atelier games in recent years have been very bad for that. Uh, the, starting with the Mysterious Subseries. The Mysterious Subseries angrily the amount of anger i felt for the level of disrespect of my time but there's no more time limits now even make you spend even more time (laughs) and that's the other side of it is i'd rather play like the dust games or the arlen games because the time limits as frustrating as they can be um respect your time because you don't have a choice in the matter, right? Like, you have to get things done in a specific amount of time. Or you have to do... And again, I think the Dust games are the perfect pinnacle for that series. Because it's the right balance of making the series user-friendly, but also still having the correct trapping for the series. It, it gives those games pacing that they otherwise yeah. just don't have. Like, yes. I will always... Yes. Like, Eska and Laji is the best one of the three. And it's because Eska and Laji tells a succinct story from start to finish 
with a time limit, but it does everything correctly to respect the player's time. Everything you're doing in that game matters, and it matters from start to finish. Whereas I have not played Lalula, so I'm going to ignore that one for a second. Whereas I haven't send it to you. You should. I I will not say no to that. Um, Whereas, like when you play the Mysterious subseries, those games, because they still don't kind of know what they want to do, and my understanding is once you get to Lady and Sul. they still don't know what the fuck they want to be doing. But at least, uh, yeah, no, I mean, as someone who played Sophie, skipped Ferris, and then played um, Lydie and Suelle, I yeah, feel I like Lysu at least had, uh, it had the most coherent vision. Atelier Lysol. Yeah. Lysu. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah. good on you for skipping Furious, by the way, because Furious is a big fat waste of fucking time, and anyone who defends that game has not played the series proper. Josh. There, I said it. <laughs> I'm throwing the shade. Any arguments, Josh? No, no, I I couldn't get anywhere. Oh, that cause I had the Vita oh. version. That thing was a real hot mess. Josh would send me messages of, "Did your game do this? Because this is what mine's doing," and I'd be like, "Nope." And then we'd be like, oh, it's because you're playing on the Vita. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I skipped it entirely just based off of the things that Josh said about how bad the Vita version was. Yeah. Oh, the Vita version. I remember Mac tried to play the Vita version, and even he left me a message being like, this does not work. <laughs> I was like, no, it doesn't. And also, why'd you pick that one? <laughs> well, he, he didn't have a good response. He was just like, ah. Uh. I'm like, I wrote well. the review. It got a two out of five. That should tell you right there. And it's funny because a lot of people in the reviewing community who had to review Furious, most of us noped hard on Furious because it was just, you got to the the first ending and you're like, yeah, this game is shit and I'm not wasting more time. I remember I actually got a comment from somebody on our site being like, well, you didn't finish the game. You know, there was a whole other game afterwards. And I'm like, great. The first part of the game was a big fat waste of my time. Why would I spend another 20 hours on a waste of my fucking time? Respect people. Also, it's weird because we talk about how we roll credits before we review games, that we want to finish a game before we review it. But I think some people kind of take that to the extreme where we yeah. get commentary from people that was like, well, you didn't 100% it, therefore your opinion is invalid. Cool, you have that kind of time? Good for you. I don't. We, we are also, not the RPG completists. We exactly. are just RPG play gamer, RP gamers. We're too busy and, talking about cats. We're too busy yeah. talking about cats. And, oh my god, I'm so sorry for the tangent. <laughs> 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 Hey, here's a segue. If for some reason you're curious about that shitty Vita version of that one Atelier game that Josh talked about that I already forgot. Furious. Furious. You better buy it now because all of those stores are going to close. PS3, PlayStation Portable, and Vita Store. How's that for a segue? Works for me! It's a very good one. Yeah. Um, So, let's see. The... 
PS3 and PS PlayStation Portable Store is going to close on July 2nd, 2021. And then the Vita is closing on August 27th, 2021. Uh, now, here's the thing. You can still download your stuff, but if you want to buy the licenses to this stuff, then the, you're going to have to buy it right now. So, well. I mean, I, I rolled my eyes a little bit um, at sort of the Discord on this on social media over the week because... There are some people that sort of take this really obnoxious tone that was like, well, if you wanted to play it, you would have bought it by now. And hey, legit, (laughs) that is true, but also you're a dick for saying so. I'm not made of money. That being said, yeah, and I mean like, yeah. It's a digital store. It won't be around forever. That's why you guys, you can't. You can't complain that we should hate digital stores and then complain when they shut down the digital stores. That's my my take on it. And it feels like it's the same people. (laughs) My issue is that there's going to be a lot of games that are going to be going away that are digital only that you're not going to be able to play any other way. And I'm not a fan of stuff not being preserved. Okay. Especially when there isn't a physical alternative. And the other downside to this is that physical alternatives are going to skyrocket. Well, and if they not have already. My, my beef is PS3 and PSP were the start of the day one patch era. Yep. So my, my deep concern in terms of um, preservation is... There are some games that we, you know, uh, I, I, for one, you know, am happy with my all digital future, but also I am concerned about, well, if I have a PS3 game and it had a day zero patch, how long is that patch going to be available? What hoops am I going to have to jump through to get it? And when it isn't legally available, how am I going to have to creatively acquire it and apply it? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, a lot of this, our our problems here are not necessarily Sony taking away the store. I mean, this is always eventually going to happen. The problems more just like with copyright law in the West in general, where nothing ever falls out of copyright. Yeah. Normally the solution to this, go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say, actually. No, no, like the the solution ideally would be is that something, you know, that that is 30, 40, 50 years old would eventually fall out of copyright and people could actually legally download it, share it, play it, stick it in a library. Whereas now, you know, nothing ever falls out of copyright. So if Sony or uh, Konami or whoever the company is decides like eh, i'm not really interested in doing those old sweetening games anymore yeah there's just no way to get it anymore it just goes away we lose it's, that part again america has some really like just talking about the west in general there is a lot of really unique uh loopholes in copyright law as well so this is why you're seeing companies kind of keeping their products to the chest where with books um, once something comes out of copyright, you know, it's fair usage. You can get things through Project Gutenberg, that sort of thing. So we don't have an equivalent for games. And I think companies tend to keep it that way because there is still this bizarre logic of holding it to the chest without necessarily sharing it. Like, I think about the fact that um, I can buy on Steam the Breath of Fire soundtracks, but I can't buy any but of the Breath, Breath of Fire, of Fire games. games. And I think that's kind of stupid. 
you know, like especially with a lot of these older older titles that were like PS1 classics, there is no reason for these companies not to put them on Steam, not to put them on Switch, even just in a very base form. Charge five bucks for it and make a little scratch for the people who are curious. Because they don't well, get any money out of the secondary market. If you put a product out, you have to support it, otherwise it hurts your company's image. I get that, but I also look at it and go, you're holding a bunch of things to the chest and making it next to impossible to preserve people's yeah. ability to have access to things Why and as a librarian. Preservation? Well, I'm thinking more of just the idea of access for all because that's that's what I do for a living. That's my mandate. That there should always money. be access for all. Good. Put them on the fucking store, and I will buy them, and you can make some fucking money. But no, they, no, you won't pay enough to make it worth putting it on the store, No, though. and I get I get that, but then at that point, you've got to find another... Why? Why I, do they gotta, though? That's the thing I don't get. Why do they gotta? Because I fucking said so. Okay. Because <laughs> other, why do they gotta? Because then people are just going to find other means to get it, uh, where it. you're not going to get well, your money. Well, if and you've already found gonna, other means, then you don't need us to do it. And then no. you're going to piss and moan about piracy and how it hurts games, but you won't provide the stuff legally for you're people that are You're lumping everyone into one category. They aren't yes, all Yes, I am. That. I am, because it's frustrating. Well, you're you're well, playing the part of the dismissive but the only person way that's to like... Do, but the only way to solve this, when you're lumping everyone in one category and saying everyone can't be trusted, you're asking for legislation. Okay. Yeah. And maybe that legislation should exist, all because right. again... I'm going to argue copyright is different in America than it is in Canada. And again, we have very different laws for games made in Canada and the copyright as well as the way media is projected. Is we have positions? better there it's a lot more fixed and but you can't do it to American made games. You only no, applies you to can't. Canadian. It's ones. anything anything that like especially like if you look at like uh, Canada Arts Grant or Ontario Arts Grant for example, um there's an archiving, there's a unique archiving process for it. Um, and it is something that every, like if you are a producer of media in Canada, you are required to give two copies to the archives of Canada. Ooh. And one of those copies, just from a library standpoint, one of those has to be a circulating copy. Which means that games that are, like digital games, obviously it's a little harder, but there is actually like a process right now that people are trying to figure out how they can make those digital games accessible Um through archives uh, Canada, so that that's that's in the pipeline. But for physical games, yes, there's like a law about needing two copies, one circulating, so that way there is a way for people to have access. Fun fact: there is a uh, completely unenforced video game law that no one knows about. Yes, did you know that? If a game is available anywhere in the world in French, it must be available in French in Canada. Yes. Yeah. That I did know because you've actually told me that before. <laughs> it's a because, thing. Because, again, <laughs> no that, one enforces it, but it's a thing. It's a thing in Canada. And, again, the copyright for French, I mean, I think, oh, God, <laughs> it's kind of a mess. <laughs> Chris, I apologize for getting fired. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm I'm taking, you know, I'm doing this on purpose for interesting discussion. I I know where you're coming from, Chris. I do. You're right. Like, why should companies care? But I also look at it as a librarian, and I think, I'm sorry. A lot of these games are 20, 30 years old. Give people access in some form if they're curious about it so that they don't have to pirate it. And I mean, 
I, I think the answer to your question, Chris, of why should companies care? Um, because every entertainment industry has struck upon this, that it yeah. is in fact important to um, retain copies and um, circulation copies of old works. I mean, we basically lost how many decades of videos, like actual movies, before people yeah. started being like, hey, it wanna, is important. You can't tell me that, though, when I can't freaking buy a copy of Kung Pao. <laughs> but, um, I mean, you, if you subscribe to Disney+, Plus, look at I think it's how many you know years of Disney content you get. Well, don't, like, don't show... No, don't bring Disney up as a positive. <laughs> yeah, it, the, it's, one, it's their right. fault we have the copyrights to begin with, I'm and two, they're the ones who put stuff in the vault, so, like, screw them. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo's doing the same fucking thing, so let's oh. not give them a pass either. Yeah. Right. Look, at the end of the day, I'm no, using no, Disney's no, no, example no, sorry. of just... I'm not telling you no, yes. I'm shouting an eclipse. I, but no... I I get fired up about this. Sorry. I get fired up about this, Chris, because I get tired of the dismissive attitude as to why do we need to preserve stuff? Nobody cares. Well, there are people that do care. And I don't like that art just dies because there are people that don't care. Well, well it's still gatekeeping. And, and the worst I part think is. The is, argument needs to be stronger than that's sad. Because, well, like, okay, yeah, things die. Because things do die. When That's part of we life. don't care <laughs> and then realize later that we do care, the solution is gross, gross stuff like NFTs. Is it? I don't know. That's a whole other can of worms. Yeah, let's not go there. Oh, well, I, oh other I, I, I still need is, to read that... Wikipedia's to understand this. <laughs> part of Josh. the thing that irks me about it is that the whole part of the idea behind a copyright is like we grant these people you know the creator or the company like this monopoly they're the only no that's a people who could do anything with this <laughs> no, no no i mean that's copyright too you can't right. no one else can publish that book that game you can't use it without their permission we give that to them in order to incentivize them to actually create these things but the the whole point is that, like, by the time it's 30 years old, 99% of stuff, the incentive is gone. You know, they're not really monetarily valuable anymore. But we don't let that stuff just fall into the public domain like it should. Well, that, that's my gripe with it. They just get to keep the monopoly forever. And, know? like, we start to run into problems in terms of video games because companies close. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. all right, a uh, practical example. Flying Dragon is a Super Nintendo or an N64 game that people really like. It was made in Japan by a company that doesn't exist anymore. It was published in Japan by a company that doesn't exist anymore. It was published in North America by Natsume. If Natsume wants to re-release the game, their contract has specificities in terms of how long they own the copyright for, what control they have over the code, and sort of other miscellaneous legalities in there. Can Natsume re-release Flying Dragon? They have the source code. Sorry, a lot of background noise. Sorry, the husband just came back from the grocery store. Did he bring us anything? Everyone says hello, Scott. No, I'm, I'm saying where's lunch? Well, you guys are taking too long to get to lunch. Oh, so. sorry, sorry. We, Keep we've going, got, we got two weeks worth of news and passionate 
topics. Well, that's kind of it. We're we're on the the passion train. Yeah. So you can't make the game because you can't negotiate with the company because they're disappeared. And the code doesn't technically belong to Natsume, right? So they can't league hundred percent legally use it. So yeah. the and because there is no structure in terms of legality and in terms of like an archive or like a publicly available when does this fall out of copyright it's just a game that's probably going to disappear into time and it's not the only game like that isn't shadow heart series stuck like that where yep. the japanese and the american publishers yep. are both gone they're both dead now yeah like only shadow hearts 3 is the the sort of lucky one it was published by xseed but even then again the japanese company is toast and so, XE probably doesn't have in perpetuity rights. That's right. Their rights so. end at some point, either in terms of structure or at like, you know, you have the rights to publish this in North America Xe, for 10 years. But with XE, it was usually whenever Marvelous changed their mind. Yeah. <laughs> I think we Shadow just, Hearts might have actually been before they were acquired. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was to say, I do not feel like the crazy one for keeping a large physical library. Funny, I'm well, selling off our large physical library. I know. Again, it, I think it just it depends, right? Like, I do think it's it is sad. Sorry, Chris, I'm going to say it for series like Sweet Coden, for example, where you know they got put on the store, and the prices for the physical copies never changed for any of them. Like, they were still over a hundred dollars to get Sweet Coden too, and it's like here's here's your chance to actually play this game at like five dollars. You know, it's I do feel sad in a lot of ways that again. We're taking away access for people um, for those games, and I just wish there was a, a better approach by uh, copyright. Pretty much everything copy. that's come out from CD-ROM or later is being archived by someone. It just yes, may not be no, legally available. So don't panic about, especially yeah, modern games, no. panic about online-only digital experiences. Those ones yes. are hard to archive, right? And then, like, the really old ones that, like, if somebody does have the source code or a cartridge, if they're going to choose to destroy it instead of release it, those are ones to get upset about. But, or, um, you know, they could have their source code stolen and then held for ransom. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, oh, are we back to that again? Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you need to get over CD <laughs> Damn Project. it, Sam! The, the uh, other thing that's annoying about this is part of why this is an issue is because so many companies see emulation as a bad thing. Yeah. And don't understand the good that it can do. They they hear emulation and they just see because they think that it means you know piracy. piracy yeah. And well, stuff I like mean, that. that's starting to change. I that, mean, it's it's getting some some traction. Like we've seen people put out emulated games now that we never thought would. So it's not that terrible today. Even so, they're still hesitant to yeah. say that yeah, it's yeah. emulated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like a whole thing about Capcom basically making their own emulator for those Mega Man uh, collections, but won't say it. Sure. So it, it's like it a boogeyman. Digital eclipse, but yes, carrying on. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a boogeyman. But anyway, we we need to move on. We've got like five more new or like Sam's a gonna leave. few more got, news yeah, story. Um, Victor Vran gets a black label physical release. Hey, what we were just there talking we about physical releases. Physical. Uh, get a cut contain a physical copy of black label box blah, 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 soundtrack blah, blah, blah. cd yeah. um trading cards a print and proof of authenticity label and i'm mad no enamel pens um, <laughs> kelly and this her is, enamel pins th this is by publisher wired productions um 
2,500 copies and going to be on sale May 7th. So that's that. Um, Shadowverse Champions Battle is coming west this summer. This is from Exceed Games and Marvelous. Hey, speak of the devil. Oh, yeah. Marvelous Europe announced that Cygame Shadowverse, it's a spinoff. It's a card battler kind of thing. I think it's, it's a yeah, it's card a, game? Yeah, it's like an anime adaptation. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to watch the trailer. Um, Colony Ship is docking on Early Access. This is by Iron Tower Studio, and it's a turn-based sci-fi RPG. Uh, it's going to be available on Steam Early Access and GOG Games Development from uh, starting April 6th, and the initial Early Access version is going to cover the game's first chapter and no information about a price. So play Early Access hey, at but your at least risk. you only have to wait like three days before you pick it up. Yes. Um, we've got Midnight Protocol, which is an announced hacking RPG that's being developed for PC, Mac, and Linux. Oh, we're going to have to tell Tabby about that. Set in the okay. future, you control a hacker who's being blackmailed by the government. And all interaction is done through a virtual environment using keyboard controls. <laughs> it sounds like a Chris game. Where is this that's... game? How do I pre-order it? <laughs> if you were watching the stream, you just watched me toss the switch onto my desk so I could start using the keyboard. <laughs> Um, Ocean Drive Studio announced a turn-based strategy RPG called Lost Eidolons, which is being developed for PC and Xbox. Um, the release window has not been announced, but there is an early release, early access version expected to come later this year. And it looks like a Western mercenary type game. I don't know. It looks very Western. And not like Cowboy Western, like Skyrim Western. Um, got a new underwater Ray Ramono game announced. Underwater Ray Ramono. Underwater bail us out. Underwater Ray Ramono. Underwater. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. I'm done. Uh-huh. I'm done. Underwater Ray Ramono. Which is great because Alex comes on and he fires it off. It's like what? Underwater Ray Ramono. I. Utadazan to something or other bonus chapter. Ooh. Got it. First try. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so this is in. a follow-up spin-off action RPG for, for Zan. While its predecessor adapted the story of Mask of Decession, this is going to adapt Mask of Truth. So if you don't want to play the strategy visual novel RPG, then you can play the action one. Set to be released in Japan for PS4 on July 22nd and PS5 with no announcement made regarding its Western release. Yeah, but when was the last time we didn't see an underwater Ray Romano game? I mean, I think yeah. Lisa's pretty firmly locked down the franchise. Yep. I still need to play those. Uh, we got Witch, Witch Spring 3 Refine heading west with a limited physical edition revealed. Let's see. What game is this? I've never even heard of it. This sounds like one of those franchises that started out as 3DS mini-games okay. and um, blossomed into full-blown games by the time it hit Switch. I see. So it stars a young girl who lives alone in the deep forest after evading a witch hunt. And there's going to be a collector's edition. It just says pen. It doesn't say enamel pen. So it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. And then the limited edition is just going to be limited to like 2,000 copies and it's going to come out for 39.99 euros. The heck is this you Super Rare that's publishing it or something? 
Um, who is strictly limited games? Oh, strictly limited. Okay, that sounds like the Kmart version of limited run. Um, so there's like four companies that do limited runs, and yeah. Anyways, uh, we already talked about this, but Fantasian is out now on Apple Arcade. So if you're lucky enough to have an Apple device, go play it. And then we've got a Kickstarter check-in. Kickstarter check. Holomento. An open-world permadeath RPG. Well, I'm you're out. To re- yeah, you're trying to build, rebuild Eventine Hollow, a picturesque kingdom, and it suffers from a curse called the Holomento, leading to darkness and strange creatures. See, they're looking for... So it's about for, VTubers using Hollow yeah. Live. Got it. They're looking for $30,000 in funding set to run until April 16th. If you put at least $20, you will receive a digital copy of the game. I did not get a chance to look at the mega reward. And that is all the news. And now we are going to do a brief lightning round. Briefs. <clears throat> Go! Gotham, Knight- Gotham Knights has been pushed to 2022. Experience Inc. announces a new dungeon crawler. Alder Forge is coming to Steam Early Access. Horror RPG Sunshine Manor is launching this fall. Fallout 76 is getting a 2021 roadmap. Anybody still play Fallout 76? Yeah, it went to the Game Pass and it all of a sudden got popular. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered has been released on iOS and Android if you want to draw magic on the road. Um, We got Octopath Traveler is available on Xbox One now if you missed out on that fabulous Switch game. Uh, THQ Nordic is announcing a new studio and working on a strategy RPG. We've got a new trailer and a voice cast revealed for Chris Tales. Um, Game Deck is launching for PC in September with a demo released. Boyfriend Dungeon is going to be on Xbox One. Cyberpunk 2077 has received a new patch. We Are the Caretakers is heading to Xbox. The Falconeer adds a tune's folly. That's a weird headline. Um... The Wicked King and the Noble Hero gets more details and media, and Cloudpunk adds the City of Ghosts. Woo! Good job, Kelly! Yes, I, I love Brief's Lightning Round. <laughs> Use a champ! L- L- less to read, and it's just fun to make sense of what the headlines actually are. We need someone to record the the whole Greased Lightning! is Brief's Lightning! Greased Lightning! Grease lightning, burning down the avenue. Grease lightning. Sorry. I went all grease there. Burning down these news stories. <laughs> all right. What's coming so. out, Chris? Huh? Oh. What's coming oh. out? Uh, we got new releases. All right, let's see. They are Don't Give Up, a Cynical Tale on the Switch. The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 4, or How I Lost 120 Hours of My Life to This Game That Took 60 Hours to Get Good for PC, Switch, and Stadia. Also, (laughs) instead of naming all of the games that we missed over the last two weeks since we missed a couple of episodes, we do a new release roundup every Thursday on the site. So if you check out the new release roundup for April 1st and the new release roundup for March 25th, you will catch up on everything that's come out in the last two weeks. Well, there you go. All right. What is everybody going to be playing this week? Sam. Uh, I'm going to probably be still trying to figure out what I want to play. 
Uh, most likely, for sure, Miles Morales and Curse of Monkey Island are probably going to be like the two main games I'm going to focus on. Um, and then I'll pick a new RPG from there. I've been trying to play Dragon Quest VI. It's not gelling with me, though, at the moment. I may have overdone it with the Dragon Quest last year, so we'll see. Somebody else. Josh. Six is kind of a mediocre one. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Josh, what are you going to be playing? Oh, oh, me. Um, sorry, I missed it. Uh, I'm going to try and finish uh, Mass Effect. Mass yeah, Effect. And play some more Fantasian. There we go. That'll be a good nice. Game. All right, Kelly, what are you going to be playing Play this? Anna. I'm going to be hunting. Hunt. Um, <laughs> oh, I could say it real quick. I'm going to be hunting more monsties. More monsties. That's what I'm doing right now. I am going to finish playing Bravely Default 2, and then I really want to finish Good Pizza, Great Pizza, which is a that time... That game takes way too long. It should be done by now. It's a time management sim about pizza, but there's you like... Put- 80,000 hours into it. You've There's... spent more time on it than Trails of Cold Steel 4. No. <laughs> Feels like it. I only play it for really short bursts. Well, I only play it for like 30 check minutes at clock. a time. Uh, I did actually the other day. I've only played it? about 8 hours. Oh. Alright. Yeah, I really only play it about 30 minutes at a time. Oh, so, but yeah, it's great. There, There's like extensive storylines and there's bears and there's different kind of pizzas to cook and there's sages and there's mummies and ancient curses and yeah, pizza. I would suggest not playing it on the Switch, but if the Switch is your preferred console, it's totally fine on there. But I can definitely see how it was made for either a touchscreen on mobile or with a mouse on Steam. Chris, what are you going to play this week? Monster Hunter. All right. Monster you- Hunter, Atelier Ryza 2, and Diablo 3 are the three things on my mind. So probably mostly Monster Hunter. All right. Thanks, Anne. Well, thank you guys for having me. I had a blast. I'm sorry, as usual, I brought back the explicit tag. You did. <laughs> uh, it's fine. We love you for it's it. okay. I changed the way the website works to make it easier to apply those explicit tags just because of you. So, you know. Oh, I'm so flattered. <laughs> I am beyond flattered. That is amazing, Chris. You've made mm-hmm. my day. Yep. It, it would not be a Sam episode without the explicit tag. That's, That's just true. blasphemy. It's, 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 it's my favorite part of showing of up. She can totally do it if she tries. Yes, but what, she doesn't swear? It in the past. Yeah. I, I'm personally looking forward to using the explicit tag on Yakuza oh, 5. <laughs> you might get less F-bombs, believe it or not, on that one. Your I'm pretty sure. title should be Recusa 5. Just... Look. Recusa. Look. Look. I could try, but what the fun is that? <laughs> 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 Take us home, man. Thanks, or Josh. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Kelly. Yep. Thanks, no problem. Chris. Hey, girl. I- <laughs> I'm Anna Reefert here. Uh, we are the RPT Cast podcast of RPGamer.com. Thank you so much, listeners. We love you. And um, we hope that we have made you smile and laugh over the last couple of hours. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we will be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.